Please listen carefully. 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 Welcome back to the show, everybody. We apologize for having to go every other week recently. Uh, since the beginning of this podcast, we've actually been able to get an episode out every single week. And then I screwed it all up because I had to put together my tenure and promotion portfolio, which is now topping out at around 1,500 pages. But it looks like I'm now finishing that up, which means we should be getting back to every single week. So, Allie, we're back. Take it away. Let's, let's kick off the show. Hello, and welcome to the Utterly Moderate Podcast, where two reasonable social scientists discuss important topics by focusing on just the facts and none of the unneeded opinions and biases. I'm Allison Dagnus. I'm a political scientist. And I'm Lawrence Seppert, a sociologist. Allie, in celebration of us being back, can you, uh, can you redo that in your Muppet voice? Hello, and welcome to the Utterly Moderate Podcast, where two reasonable social scientists discuss important topics by focusing on just the facts and none of the unneeded opinions and biases. I am Alison Dagnus. I'm a Muppet and a political scientist. You sound like Yoda. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was going for. With shades of Fozzie, I swear. You know what? I always want to be Fozzie, but it just doesn't. It's more like a mashup. I don't know of like Grover. Oh, God, I'm Grover. You're Grover. God, I'm Grover. That's who I am. That's a nightmare. Grover is so klutzy. That's me. And like discombobulated and like everything's flying around and always like hits a wall. That's me. I'm Grover. I was going for Fozzie and I'm not. Listen to our podcast, you will. Yes, you will. (laughs) (laughs) How's it going today, Allie? (laughs) With this great open of ours. (laughs) Fine it is, Lawrence. (laughs) It's all off the rails from here, folks. (laughs) (laughs) And how are you on this beautiful, beautiful day? Hey, guys, come listen to this podcast. They're drunk. (laughs) (laughs) That's... You see, that's the saddest news of all. No, we're not. <laughs> this is us. Stone this is cold just sober. us in the middle, <laughs> the middle of a day, the middle of a work day. Well, Dang. we have had a long. It's only one forty-five in the afternoon. Oh and my it's god! Been a long day so far. <laughs> it really has been. It has been the longest day of the longest week of the longest semester. Yeah. Here's a here's a, just symbolically how my day has gone. So, a, a few episodes ago, I told you about a student who I was bending down to get something and he said, Oh, your knees. Let me, let me help you because you probably have bad knees. <laughs> uh, today, the same thing happened. It happened again. I was oh, no. reaching different student. Different, <laughs> different student? Class. I was reaching down to get something and this is what she said. Let me help you with that because I know you're probably aging. <gasps> oh, no. Are you making noises when you bend over? What is going on? Like, oh. oh, God. My sciatica. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> why, wait, why are students... You're young. Why are students saying that to you? I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like maybe maybe I'm hearing things. I don't know. You know, I, I have noticed I stood up from giving an exam and I and and went to go throw something in the garbage and I noticed that I was making cracking noises. Like my body started to crack. So maybe is that it? Are you maybe. making cracking noises? Maybe I'm I'm just so immune to it now, I'm not even hearing it. You're not even hearing it. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. 
I uh, I have an upper level political science class and they weren't saying a word and um, at all, which is really surprising because normally I get students to talk and we normally have terrific conversations. But this semester, nothing, the big goose egg. So uh, today we were talking about something that apparently got people going. Uh, on the plus side, they were talking on the downside. They were yelling at each other. So, yeah, so I, I'm sure I will be. I will be hearing more about that later. Um, it's been a rough semester. I just, you know. I, let's let's get this uh, episode over with before you get escorted off campus. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, you know, I feel like one of the penguins in the Falkland Islands conflict. Like, I'm just standing there, like, looking around, like, what's going on here? Why is everybody shooting at each other? Like, I'm just, I'm the professor who wants everyone to get along. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Um, but well, let's let's lighten it up a little bit. Okay, and talk That's about exciting. something that can can turn <gasps> this thing around. Let's talk about weddings. Weddings! Yay! Oh, I have wanted to do a wedding episode forever. Well, here it is, Allie. This oh, is our I'm wedding. So episode. excited! Da 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 da. Did you da, go down? I love weddings. To the the traditional song. Boy, uh, it was a very long time ago. Um, I I know the instruments weren't electrified then, but they were not. No, and it really was just it was a it was a band of cavemen banging <laughs> rocks together rhythmically. Um, no, I think I went down to, to this rock some chamber music, uh, and I cannot for the life of me remember what it was. Um, how about you? What? Uh, did, no, I I that I do know. There was no there was no. Canon and D. No canon. No, that's a little hackneyed. Uh, unless you and Sarah did it, in which case it's charming. In <laughs> which case it was beautiful. If it was, I'm sure it was fantastic. Yeah. I don't know. We, we, we did have uh, violins, but I don't remember what they played. There was, there was violence at your wedding? Violence. Yeah, like your classes. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. Very nice. Very well done. Yes. I'm going fantastic. back to Lawrence's wedding. This is dangerous from here. <laughs> <laughs> did you play when you and Sarah got married? Did you play a big role in the wedding planning or did you take a step back and say, all right, Sarah, this is yours? I mean, certainly not the big role that she played. Um, I would say that I played probably a bigger role than traditionally been the case. But I think my generation, that's just the way it goes. Yeah. But uh, certainly not. I mean, it was certainly disproportionate. Yeah. Got How it. about you? Um, you're, you're, a, you're a very much. I mean, I've seen you plan parties before. It's like true. You're all in and your every detail is you. So I would imagine it was all you. It was, you know what? It was um it, I I love myself a binder. I have binders for everything. I have binders for every occasion. So now my daughters have, you know, they each have a college binder for like the college tours and Oh, you passed um, down your OCD to them, huh? Oh, no, I mean, I created, it's my binder for their college oh. search. Yeah. Oh. So, you know, it's just a whole lot of binders. So, it was like a binder for the wedding. Each each kid had a baby binder when they were born. Oh. Yeah, I know. And so, it's very, you know, it's very well organized. I had a cancer binder when I was sick. <laughs> So, you know, just a lot the of organization. Worst kind of bind I've ever heard. Yeah, it's, it, it was it was it was a very, it was very well organized, a very well organized cancer. Um and uh and it had to, you know, dress right dress. I've seen uh, cancers before. I mean, I've been to a lot of cancers. This one. <laughs> it's very well organized. <laughs> Practically East German. Uh very 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 well organized. Um but I had a wedding binder and it was not a Say what you want about this cancer, but the nausea always arrives on time. <laughs> <laughs> um and and wearing white uh yeah uh it uh 
Yeah. Um, so my wedding binder was not as many, many brides have a binder. It was not filled with my dreams of a wedding because I really didn't have that. Um, it was filled just with sort of details like spreadsheets and, you know, like phone calls and things that needed to be done. It was more. I thought your dreams were supposed to disappear after the wedding. Yes. You know what? That's exactly, that's exactly right. Um, my dreams, uh, my dreams were fine. My dreams were, I realized very early on, because my sister actually, who was three years younger than I, she got married four years before I did, maybe three three years before I did, um, which in Jewish families, that is not a good idea um, because really? everybody at the wedding looks at you and they're like, when are you going to get married? Uh, <laughs> like, oh, no. And so I heard poor Allie a lot, but it was nothing <laughs> compared to Pete, who was my date at the wedding. Uh, poor Pete, indeed, uh, because a lot of people went up to him and said, so when is it going to be you guys? And Pete and I, I think at that point, had been dating for like. A five year. hours. Yeah, which, well, it was five hours in peak time. And for me, it was a year of calendar time. And so in normal people life, you know, that's like, oh, okay, well, are you guys going to get engaged? You know, and for him, he was like, hi, 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 breaking out in hives, breaking out in hives. Like, we just met each other. They're like, yeah, a year ago. Like, what the hell? Um, so um, my sister, having gotten married three years prior was the cagey vet. You know, she gave me the sage wisdom and her wisdom was fantastic. She went with me for most of the planning stuff because also coming with us was my mother. And she said, all right, here's the thing. Mom is going to be okay until one thing. And you don't know when that one thing is. It's going to pop out at some point and she's going to throw down and it's going to be like the fight of a century. The, the scary part is that you don't know what it is and neither does she until it happens. And so you got to go in just ready to give up at the last minute, whatever it is you love, you just got to give up because you're not going to win. And I was like, well, crap. Like, what if I fall in love with, you know, a cake? She's like, nope, you got to give up. I was like, ah, rats. So we went to everything and so showed up and I was like, okay, you know, we had four florist appointments and we went to the first one. And there was no fight. And I was like, okay. We got to the second florist and the florist came out and he was, he was wearing head to toe purple velvet. And he bent down at the, he bowed at the waist, took my mother's hand, kissed it and looked up to her, looked up at her and said, you are going to be a beautiful bride. And my sister <laughs> said, this is not the fight, but I'm going to go cancel the rest of the appointments. And I was like, good call. Good call. And that was the florist that we went with. It's he was so terrific. neat that our florist is Prince. Yes, exa that's exactly right. He was great. He actually was terrific. I really loved him. Um, Did you also DJ for us? No, because the DJ, uh, there was a DJ. There also was a band and that my mother took care of. I just find DJ and a band. Yep. Two di very different people. Yep. Two different people. Wait, when did the DJ play? When did the band play? Well, the band played, it was like a band and then there was like a breakout band and then there was like another band. It was like all part of a bigger band. I don't know. I don't remember. But then there was like dancing and that was fine. And then the. What was your then, wedding? Like Lollapalooza? Uh, it, you know what? It kind of. It, Go to the main tent. <laughs> sort of a little bit. Like it was. Yeah, it was. It was an event. Um, and then. uh so the cake tasting, I was like ready for the fight, but the fight didn't come. And so that was fine. And the cake was delicious. And picking the food, I was like ready for the fight, but the fight didn't come then either. And that was okay. And I got to the my favorite part of my wedding, which uh -oh. actually were tablecloths. 
believe it or not. That was your favorite part of your wedding? Oh, I loved I love my t- I still remember them. Yellow, because that's my favorite color. Yellow, floral, with a beautiful green organza overlay. And I was like, this is it. She's going to throw down here because this is what I love the most. But no, didn't happen. Did not happen. And I was like, I can't believe this. I'm going to get away. Are you telling the aristocrats joke right now? I'm not really sure. Right. What's going on? The last thing we did was the invitations. And that's where it happened. So it wasn't the guest list. It was Mm -mm. the invitation itself. Nope. It was the invitations. And I said, oh, I think these are really pretty. Boom. It was as if like an IED just exploded (laughs) all over the place. Well, you're stupid. Oh, yeah. It was like that. It was exactly like that. I was like, oh, an idiot would think that's the invitation to send. It's the fight. It's the fight. And I was like, this is it. This is totally it. I was like, okay, okay, I got this. Yep, I was. I really was. I was like, okay. I was so excited because I didn't care at all about the invitations. And I was like, this is great. And so I was so happy. I said to mom, I was like, okay, this is what we need. And I said to the person who was in charge of the invitations, I was like, this is what we need. I need a bottle of champagne. I need a sticky note pile. And I need a pen. And he said, okay. And he ran and got all three of those things. I opened up the champagne. I poured my mom like the biggest glass of champagne. And I gave her the the book of, of invitations and a thing of sticky notes. And I said, here you go. You put sticky notes on all the invitations that you love. Just go ahead, go to town. And I just sat and I read a book until she was done. And, I, and then she's like, I'm ready. And I said, okay, here's, we're going to pretend you're at the eye doctor. And I'm going to open it up and I'm going to say, do you like this one? Or here's the next one. Better now, better now. And whichever one she picked, I took the sticky note off the first one. And that's how we narrowed it down to the (laughs) invitations that I got. And I won. I won. I had invitations. That's it. People were invited to my wedding. And I avoided a fight with my mother. And it was fantastic. What was the fight at your sister's wedding about? Uh, Flowers. It was flowers, I believe. Oh, wow. It was flowers. Mm-hmm. It was, and you know what? That's her story to tell. But Did I believe it was a, get a corner man like cut me. Cut yeah, me no, little. I think. Yeah, I think it was. I think that there was actually like a spit bucket and <laughs> it was big. I think it was big, but I wasn't there because you know I was. I don't even know where I was. Where was I? I don't know. I think I was working at C-SPAN in the corner, just withering in resentment. I was. Yeah, I was angry and bitter. <laughs> Why are you Poor getting Alan. married? <laughs> Why do you have love? <laughs> Your, your system of uh, narrowing down invitations reminds me of our system of choosing our first baby's name because- That's my, a terrible system, Lawrence. I got to say, how did my you- wi- My wife hated it. Well, we, we were, we wanted to do the whole thing like, you know, oh, you go through the names and you just fall in love together with a name and that didn't happen, right? Okay. Like, she did you have a names. book like the 5,000 we best the, names? Oh God. Well, now- <clears throat> in our day, Allie. Oh, God. Uh, oh, we God. went online. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we went through all these lists and like, it, you know, we would come up with all these names we liked and they were never overlapping. And for me especially, it was like I could think of a guy that I hated that had each one of those names. <laughs> How many I, people I do you like, hate? <laughs> a lot. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, I like Lance Bailey. That's about it. Ah, oh, yeah. you know what? If all the babies could be named Lance. I should have named them Lance. The world yeah. would be a better place. Yeah. And so anyway, so uh, this was the system we came that I came up with. My wife did not like it uh, and she makes fun of me to this day for it. But uh, 
<laughs> I made her submit a list of ranked names. And I submitted a list of ranked names. And we averaged them. So we came up with a mean for each one of the names where they were on the list. And the one that had the highest mean was the name we chose. Um, uh, wow. This sounds, it, you, honestly, it sounds like a sorority bid meeting. I, I mean, it low, sounds. Lowest mean, but. Wow. <laughs> that is remarkable. <laughs> we did it analytically. Yeah. That's love, folks. Mm-hmm. That is love right there. But that is because that's kind of compromise and metrics. Do you ever wonder when you look at me, like you know me pretty well by now, right? I do. Um, you know what I look like? I do. You know my personality. That's also true. You know a lot of my quirks. Mm-hmm. Um, do you ever look at me and wonder like, so what is it? Like what? what's the thing that she likes? I suspect after um, after meeting uh, Hillary Burton, um, who told us that your wife is the single nicest person on the face of the planet and that you guys have been in love with each other since you were like little, little. You think I tricked um, her? That, yeah. I mean, I think Trapped that she's- when she was young. Yeah. And, you know, and I've met Sarah and she's she is the nicest person on the face of the planet. So, I think that she, obviously, when she was young- She's, I think she was just too nice. And I think that she just, <laughs> you know, I think that she has just too good of manners. <laughs> that's it. She's rude. too polite. Can't be rude to him. That's why I like her so much. Anybody who's that polite is okay in my book. Yep. So, uh, you, where'd you get married? We got married. So, Pete's Catholic. I'm Jewish. Our kids are confused. And so, we got <laughs> married at Holy Trinity, uh, which is a Catholic church in DC. And, um, there's a rabbi who is, I believe, on the faculty, was on the faculty at Georgetown, who performed dual religious weddings there with the priest from Georgetown. One of the priests from Georgetown, I think, places was like has call quite and a response. Few. So there's like alternate lines. No, they do. They did actually. Yeah, oh but God. here's the thing: is that Pete, you know, said, "Look, I know that you know." It was a, it was a kind of a, it was a long time ago, and we were living in Maine, and he was tremendously busy at the time, and so he said, "If you anything you want me to do, I will do, and anything you don't want me to do, I won't do. But you know, tell me what to do, and I'll do it, and then I'm going to step off for the other stuff." And I was like, "Okay, fine," um, and I really was not a bridezilla, so I was like, "Okay, you know, I'll just take care of it." And I said, "For you, just take care of the the rabbi." And the translation, priest. she was a bridezilla. I really wasn't. Like, that's the thing is that I know that it, it feels like I should be because I'm so type A and controlling, but I really wasn't because it just as long as our families were there and our friends were there, like, like the happiest moment for me in our wedding was I got to turn around, which was great advice. Um, I turned around and looked at everybody who was there. And that was so wonderful just to see all of our friends and family who were there. It was just a it was a great moment. Um, but Pete was in charge of the priest and the rabbi, and he screwed that up. <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Like, I, you know, oh, my God. I can't believe he screwed this up. So, we lost our rabbi. And uh, we had to find a rental rabbi. Um, and we Wait, did. screw it up? Uh, he didn't call in time. Sorry, Pete. And, I got to drag you here. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, trust me. He's heard this one before a lot. <laughs> um, so, we, he didn't call in time. Dude got booked up. And um, so, our priest was A-OK. Father Robert Lacey loved him. He was the best. Father Lacey was the tops. Oh, my God. He was so sweet. He really, really was. Um, and 
uh, then we just had to find a rental rabbi, you know, and so we did. And he was not uh, the tops. And but he was fine. He showed up. Somebody who you who you have no history with. No history with. He performed three weddings in one day. He went from our wedding <laughs> to two watch. more weddings. He was like, all right, I got to go by. Um, but I gave him I gave him his binder, right? Because I had two more very small binders that had everything in it for the priest and the rabbi. And um, and yeah, they did. They did this really nice ceremony where it was, you know, it was they went back and forth, the priest and the rabbi. And then some of it was in Hebrew and some of it was in English. And it was just beautiful. And it actually I really hadn't paid too, too much attention to that. And at the end of the day, that actually was the part of the wedding that was the best because that actually was the part of the wedding that was the most important. And uh, so wedding it was sounds like the, the beginning of a joke, like a priest and a rabbi walk into a- walk into Holy Trinity and marry, <laughs> you know, two people who are relatively clueless about things. Uh, yep. And then we walked out and walked down the street. Another favorite part of my wedding. This is so boring, but I loved it. Was it in? It was in Georgetown. It was in Georgetown. Yep. Beautiful, like the beautiful Georgetown area. Cobblestone streets. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And um, and uh, so the we had our reception at the historic car barn, which you will see anytime you go into Georgetown. It's like the big floor. Well, it's called you know historic what? now, but when when you were getting married, it was just called it was the just car the car barn. barn. That's where all the trolleys that you know all the all the people with the bees knees. That's where they all. <laughs> that's where they would all park. Um, it's right when next. We, to the- we all started flapping. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. Um, have you ever seen the Your movie The Exorcist? Cut. Did you ever yeah, see the movie I, The Exorcist? I have. Yeah. You know the stairs where the priest falls down? I do. That's that's right next to the car barn where we got married. Yeah, I've seen those walking in Georgetown. So yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. where I got that's so that's where the reception was. Uh and so There's it was just some a, sort of exorcist joke here, but go ahead. There probably is. Actually, there I'm pretty sure that a lot of people made that joke. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's where the reception was. So people walked down and um from the wedding site from the you know from the church to the reception and had a good time and it was really super fun and nice and and here you are how many years later here we are let's see it is 2021 uh we were married in 1999 that is the second prince reference of of the (laughs) open uh so that is 22 years later that's so impressive you guys are married in 1899 i know exactly right yeah 122 (laughs) years later and still kicking the century yep yep that's because we're that's i am perfectly pickled and uh peaches has good genes (laughs) everybody was very scared of the y1k (laughs) (laughs) doesn't quite work because it wasn't 1000 Why 1.8K? <laughs> They're afraid all the ships would just fall right <laughs> off the edge of the earth. <laughs> what year were you guys married? <clears throat> we were married in 2008. 2008. Where were you married? We were married. That wasn't that long after you. Only nine years later. Yeah. I had both of my kids. Married? I had both of my kids by then. Um, I was... 30 and Pete, I was right. It was like two weeks before I was 30, like a month before I was 30. Um, and uh, Pete is 11 years older than I am. So he was a little older. Okay. We were married. Uh, okay. I know you hate my guessing games. Oh God. I hate your guessing games. I know you hate them. Okay. So it's got to be Virginia. It's got to be like Northern Virginia. It's not in Virginia. Oh my God. Already I'm losing the guessing game. We haven't even started. It's a very interesting place. At a place that I would like to be. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, it's 
it's the Washington football team's um, training stadium in uh, Maryland. It is not. <laughs> okay. Well, then I'm out of guesses. <clears throat> it was. Wait, it was Bonnever's backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Just during a long extended jam. <laughs> <laughs> was it a Grateful Dead show? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. Uh, <laughs> everybody, <laughs> the main course is shrooms, <laughs> which came after the hors d'oeuvres. Shrooms. <laughs> uh, okay. In Manteo, North Carolina, in the Outer Banks, Aww. we got married at the North Carolina Aquarium. Oh, that's so nice. It sounds very odd, but it was actually really cool. Okay, I have more questions. Did was it a was it a how big was your wedding? Gosh, I knew you were gonna ask me that. Uh I want to say maybe 130 people. Wow, you made everybody schlep to North Carolina. Well, see, now I know what a what an awful rude thing that was to do. <laughs> but wow. We were too young and dumb to know that when we were Oh married. dang. Yeah, I wish we'd known that. Dang. And yet everybody wanted to do it. They just made it their vacation. Oh, that's fun. What yeah. what time of year did you guys get married? Uh in June. <clears throat> so basically we thought you know, we thought everyone we would, do, you know, half the people would show up, like just family. Mm. Everybody ended up going, and all of our friends were young enough to where they all just got houses together and just partied all week. And oh, that's then, fun. Yeah, and so uh, everyone was staying in Kill Devil Hills, which is where a lot of the congestion, and all the stuff is. And then uh, we got married. Uh, the, the aquarium's on the Sound, and so nice. the, the big bridge is in the background, and yeah, and then. While we go off for pictures, you know that really awful hour where like people I are do. taking pictures and you're eating hors d'oeuvres and waiting for dinner? I do. Yeah. They had, you know, they could go see the shark tank. They could go Aww. touch the stingrays and hang out by the water. So, it was really, really neat. And the best Swim one. with the manatees. The best one was the, the uh, no, I wasn't swimming. I was in my nice tux. Okay, fair. Um, but there was the, um, the, the wetlands room where they had the cute otters. <gasps> oh, they're so cute, and that's where a lot of the hors d'oeuvres were served. So, and the oh, nicest thing about that so is, nice. as nice as the wedding is, we now get to go back there every year because that's where we vacation. And our oh. kids, we have, we have millions of pictures now with each one of our kids on the spot where we got married. We have one this past year of our whole family, all four kids and the two of us. Oh my gosh, that is so adorable! Very adorable, right where we got married. So I sent you right before we got on now, I sent you a meme that said break on through to the otter slide <laughs> and I stumbled into a meaningful meme completely by accident. Yes, when you saw me crying with a quivering lip there. Yeah, that was That's how close we are and and that's 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 friendship. That is friendship, my friends. That's good. That's what that's what podcast co-hosts should be. This is amazing. Yeah, that's but, awesome. What our listeners don't know is this is the only time during the day you talk to me. But oh uh, please, <laughs> oh please, I give you all the good gossip. You did right before. I give you here. all the good dirt. That, um, good. that is super sweet. Wow, yeah. North Carolina, very nice. Yeah, I don't think I have any good uh, wedding stories except for the fact that it just the party kept going forever. So people had been partying on on that all week, and then we get to the wedding, and the reception was the reception was in the Shark Tank room. 
Oh my right? god! So it's just completely dark, but but it's being lit up by the Shark Tank. It was awesome. wow. And then we went to like a bar with like all these cornholes and outside and you know, this like tiki bar. And then we went to one of the beach houses after that for the after, wow. after party. <laughs> it was, yeah, it went till late in the night. So that is much later than I stayed up. I mean, I, I think everybody at my wedding probably stayed up late, but I was, I was tired. Um, I was exhausted. I was so tired. Um, we got in the, you know, we, <laughs> our wedding coordinator was not good. Uh, today on the pod, we're interviewing two wedding coordinators, um, neither of whom were mine, and mine was not great. Um, and she, I guess, like forgot to figure out how Pete and I were going to get from the reception site to our hotel, which was also in Georgetown and not that far away. I'm willing to walk anywhere, but not with a whole bunch of gifts, right? I mean, like that's just yeah. too much stuff to you know hang on to. <laughs> and so I call. We called a cab, and. Um, and took a cab with a whole bunch of gifts. My friends helped me like carry, you know, helped us carry all these gifts out. We got into the cab and, and Pete said, I don't think I have any money. And I'm like, I don't think I have any money either. Like, why would we have brought money to our own wedding? Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, don't, I didn't bring a purse. You're your purse. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, um, yeah, just, here's my visa card. Like, it's not my wedding, you know? Oh, I mean, so. The purse. I got to do the, the ring ceremony. Yeah, exactly. Like, here. <laughs> I, uh, um, and so I said to the cab driver, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have any money. Wait, wait, wait. And I started like unwrapping gifts. I'm like, do you want a toaster? <laughs> do you want. I, and he was like, oh, no, it is love. Love, ladle. love is free. And I was like, no, 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 but wait, wait, wait. I'm sure we have something here. I'm sure we have two of something here. Let me Tons give you something. His and hers towels. <laughs> I'm sure it's not. Oh, it's monogrammed. Hold on one second. Let me give you something else. You know, we got to the hotel and he was like, no, really, please don't give me anything. Please and I was tell like, me your initials are AD. <laughs> <laughs> or PD yeah. or something. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, he was so sweet. But I grabbed the, um, the you know, the concierge at the, at the hotel came and opened up the door for me. And I was like, do you have a $20 bill? Like, it was like an eight block drive. Like, it was maybe a $5 cab ride. And he was like, yeah. I was like, can you give it to me? I'll be right back. He was like, yes, of course. So, you know, we're staying in like eight suites, you know? <laughs> he was like, yeah, here's a $20 bill, lady. You can have whatever you want. You want my shoes? Like, <laughs> you can have whatever you want. And so, I you know, I was like, here, thank you so much. And also, here's a toaster. Uh, it's the nicest cab driver in the entire world. Um, can I just do a real quick for our young listeners? Just a real quick, just to help. What a cab is. Well, You're going to ask me of, what a cab is. This is some sort of audio key here. So mm -hmm. um, a cab is like an Uber. Oh, my God. Um, and you would have to carry cash because Uber does the app, you know. God. Um, yes. So you'd have That's to like. What a cab is. It's like if you could get that digital money and somehow make it physical. You would give it to the person and pay. For yeah. Them. Okay. You ready for you ready for what's even older? In 1999, the payphone was broken, and so you know who had to call us a cab was my friend Tim, friend of the pod, who had a cell phone at the time. Zach Morris, like the big box. Yes, that's exactly what it looked like. That's awesome. Google, Google the payphone thing, and then Google a cab. Yeah, yeah, payphone was a thing where you put uh, quarters. Which you don't know anything about that, but yeah. yeah, it was broken though. It was broken. You put quarters in, and what the nice thing was is that when you would uh, pick up the the receiver, you could get toothpaste on your ear because somebody <laughs> would have put something disgusting on that phone. <laughs> you see, I could I could age even you because I could say that when I was in high school, we used to use a calling card. You don't even know what that is. 
You've never even heard of a calling card. I've heard of it. I've heard heard tell by the campfire. (laughs) Uh, For our younger listeners also. um, (laughs) God. I'm just like to key you in on this. I know now for a wedding, you go online to the registry and the gift gets sent to the person's house. Back in the olden days. Oh, for God's sake. When you, when you would travel the Oregon Trail to get to oh, the Oh, my lorf. <laughs> you should have. Yeah, you should have actually. You, no, they could have still sent it, but they. But a lot of people didn't. And you know what? And actually, my friend Doug, who's a very good, very in good friend. In 1999 by what? The Pony Express? Oh, would you bite me? <laughs> my friend Doug, on the way to the wedding, pulled over in his cab to the wedding to Crate and Barrel, ran in and said, quick, a friend of mine is getting married. I, here's, here's, like, candlesticks. here's like 40 bucks. What do you have? And they gave him, they were like, here, quick. We have a whirly pop popcorn popper where you like crank the, the thing and it, it, and it pops the popcorn on the stove. And he gave it to me in the crate and barrel bag with the receipt <laughs> in the gift. And I was like, Doug, that is the most like single man on your way to a wedding gift in the entire world. It was one of my favorite gifts. Not only did we burn through it and I made so much popcorn, we've gotten like, I mean, in the last 22 years, I must have gotten 12 more of those. I love that gift. And you guys should get it. The kids love it because the kids can can crank their own popcorn. It's wonderful. I feel like in your day, $40, he could have just bought the crate and barrel. You're very funny. You're very, very funny. All with silver. It all was in just or, or gold bullion. <laughs> he rode his mule up. With the sacks on either side of his saddle. And he said, I'm here to barter with you. I'm going California way to (laughs) meet up at a wedding. Clovis, I've got got a social engagement. And I need a gift for the lady of the house and the colonel. What do you have? And she said, Colonel Dagnus, I know he needs a popcorn popper. We've heard. We've heard tale. You're such a jerk. <laughs> yeah, I got to go forward this river before I get the cholera. <laughs> we also have an extra jar of cholera to serve with your popcorn. <laughs> Mr. Doug. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Lawrence, as you can tell, I do love talking about weddings. I love talking um, about, about anything. Well, yeah, that's actually probably pretty true. <laughs> but weddings are especially great. I mean, it's it's love, it's planning, it's organizing, it's gifts, it's cake, it's all dancing, it's it's all the things. And so um, today we are very excited to be joined by two wedding planners who are going to talk about wedding season. It is open season right now for weddings because the the wedding season had been closed. Because COVID ruins everything. But it now it everyone's- sounds like it's open bar here at Utterly Moderate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Allie. Well, let's kick off the show and bring on our first guest. Up next, we're going to talk to a wedding coordinator, Amy Tanell, right after this.
Amy Tanell, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. All right, we're going to start very serious here. Now, we're going to talk about wedding traditions in a moment, but I have to ask you, is the drunk relative still a tradition at American weddings? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and this season especially. I mean, it's oh, like wow. the, everyone's drunk. Everyone's drunk. So it's, I've been it's out of the house two years. Give me some of that. <laughs> yeah. And there's an open bar. Now, I act like I can't afford any of it on there, so I'm just going to go for it. But this season we've had, uh, now I, I make sure that I am out front when the when the buses arrive, um, because we are we are responsible for safe alcohol service, and the the clients get an ABC license, but it has to be served by um, you know an event professional. So when the event starts, everything has it, nothing can be self serve. Hmm. So there's oh. people who have flasks and have you know all those things. If I see it, I have to take it, and I can't have that. And it does make sense because when you are this past weekend. We had to, two big guys had to come get this guy, his feet, imagine his feet were dragging behind him <gasps> um, because he's so out, it's so, so drunk. But you know, when that happens, oh. I, as the planner, I kind of take notes and I'm like, what's that guy's name? You know what I mean? So obviously I can like check in on him, but also you kind of have to investigate. And then I go to the bartender. I'm like, Hey dude, right now being dragged out, like what's the deal? You know what I mean? And they can say, we haven't served him anything all night. So then, you, you know, he brought his own, you know, like those types of things you have to be aware of. But at one wedding, I was um, kind of in the front moving over towards the bus as I was walking over. And I, I looked at uh, the people getting off the bus and I was like, oh, come on, they're all bringing uh, gifts, like wrapped gifts, like oh. gifted bags. And I hate that. All listeners, they only want money. Oh. <laughs> Listen carefully. They only want envelopes. Or um, something from the, from the registry that's just sent straight to their house. Correct. You know, when I, I see mean, that yeah. crate and barrel or that um, uh, Bed Bath & Beyond wrapping paper, I give them the stink eye. And I say, sure, <laughs> let me take that for you. Yeah. <laughs> These couples from California. <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever. Um, but they, but all, this, the, all these people were getting off the bus. And I thought, as I got closer, I noticed that all the bags were kind of coordinating. Like some were gray checks, some were this. You know, so I was like, oh, okay. So somebody put one of the bags down. And I was like, oh, now I get it. This was your roadie bag. <gasps> this was your bag full of, you know, six dead claws in there. They're all gone. But like, who drank them? Where did they come? So that's a lot of what we're doing with this year is that people are in it to win it. They're when you provide transportation, they have no reason not to go crazy. But they're, you know, if you're rolling off a bus that came, you know, 30 minutes and you're six claws deep, holy moly, what's this night going to be like for be you? Wow. <laughs> yeah, have a fun night. So people just don't. Uh, and, and people have a really hard time. Mm, like managing themselves. And that's why I say to the bartenders who are at most venues uh, and definitely at my venue, um, the rule is no shots. And I've had dads, you know, yelling in my face, what do you mean? No shot. And I was like, tell me about that. Why do you want shots at your wedding? Why do you want shot? Tell me about that. And I said, here's a a statistic for you to know. If you allow shots, people who don't do shots on the regular and quite frankly, don't drink this much on the regular will do like four shots that's crazy. People are throwing up, they're falling down, they're fighting, they're breaking their ankle because they can't stand on their heels. There's, you know, all those kind of, you've seen a fight at a wedding. 
Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. Okay, I've almost been on. hit at a wedding. All right, oh, wait, hold on. We were mm-hmm. going to we were going to get to like bridezilla mom's dadzilla <laughs> stuff, but now's as good a time as ever. You saw a fight and you were almost hit. We got to hear the deets on that. You don't have to say names, but I will not say definitely not say names. Um <laughs> the one time that I was almost hit at a wedding, the um a couple was guests at the wedding. She was absolutely three sheets to the wind um, had on this beautiful silver sequin short dress was dancing extremely provocatively with no undies on. Oh no. That's a thing um, where I had to come over and be like, Hey, Oh my gosh, you're so pretty. Um, Can you keep your arms down? Like what's happening here? This is a wedding. And like, also stop it. Um, And so I said to the bartenders who of course, these are my regular people. um, I'm like, 86 you know silver dress over there and yeah like no more and uh so she comes to the bar and you know she's leaning on the bar which is on wheels which is locked oh she's like pushing the bottles like you know what i mean she's like yeah and uh and she keeps saying i'll have some more rose i'll have some more rose i was like and then i step behind the bar and the bartenders just step back then because they're like she she about to handle bees here yeah queen bees here you better watch out um and i was like do you mean rosé and she's like, yeah, Rose. I was like, mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you know, it looks like you've had enough Rose. So I'm going to give you, um, and I was like, yeah, hold on just a minute. So I turn around, fill her glass. H2Os. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fill her glass with water, put a, you know, a splash of pink in there. So she thinks it's Rose and send her on her way. And then it got, she just kept coming back. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. So it turns out they had moonshine that I didn't know. About. <gasps> oh, my. oh, And, no. um, her, <laughs> After I said, absolutely no more, you're cut off, no more. Um, her boyfriend came over and was furious. Like, how dare I cut her off? And she's fine. I said, really? Well, her eyeballs haven't even met mine yet. I mean, they were like bouncing around in her head. She couldn't even focus. Um, and she's like, well, I'm not driving. And I was like, that's really good to know. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's a good policy when it's you're the drunk. You shouldn't you drive, tonight. you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and you know, one thing that I always keep in mind and like when I'm talking to my staff and everything, I was like, try not to talk to drunk. You know what I mean? Drunk doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. They, you know, and, and I literally looked at, looked at her. I was like, I haven't had a drop of alcohol all night. You've had all the drops. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, get yourself together. And the guy said, you have no right to do this. I said, I have every right to do this. I said, I also have a right to ask you to leave right now. So if you want to, you know, continue and he stepped right up on me (gasps) and I stepped back and I'm big, I'm like six feet tall. So, I mean, that's, that's a thing. Um, and he, and I stepped back from, I said, sir, sir, take a step back. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to speak to you like this, whatever. Uh, and he came at me again. And then my guys were back in the kitchen. They could hear me like raising my voice and they came back around and they just pulled me back in the kitchen and shut the door. Um, and then they were like, you, you, he's like looking for you. And a, a girl who works for me, uh, her her name is Nancy, and she was going to the bathroom, and he was like, "You're Amy, like whatever." And she's like, "I'm not Amy." <laughs> you know, she's like running away from him. Um, over there. Yeah. And then the next day, uh, one of the one of the owner's nephew was there, and he was the one who stepped in for me. And so word got back to the owner, and I was walking uh, at the venue the next day, and he's like. Did you almost get hit last night? And I was like, I think I, I think I came kind of close, you know, like whatever. And he's like, that's it. We're getting cameras. That's it. We can't have this, you know, this and that and everything like that. So that's that crazy. was quite a deal. But I mean, fights, you know, brothers fighting, sisters fighting, um, ex-boyfriends and girlfriends fighting. Weird because you're both bridesmaids and he's a groomsman and apparently you both dated him. 
Oh. And now you've yeah. had all the drinks and oh, somebody's no. getting their panties in a ruffle. So, I mean, weird stuff like that happens all the time. And I just have to be... Um, Somebody the other night was like, Amy, come have a drink with us. I was like, oh, no, thank you so much. Like, I'll drink at 1130. So you've you guys are gone. jealous of the groom and the bride? There, I have not the groom and the bride, but like a, a groomsman um, is j- the bridesmaid. Two of the bridesmaids apparently dated the same groomsman. <laughs> one of the bridesmaids was with the, the groomsman. Like they were, they were the a time. couple. Gotcha. And the other one wasn't loving that. So oh she was, she was swinging and cussing and doing all the things. So, all right. So that's a brilliant story. That's amazing. It's more than I could have a- ever asked for. Uh, can you give us one more, either bridezilla, momzilla or dadzilla or groomzilla? Oh gosh. There's, we'll redact there's, the names. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of them. Um, <laughs> I think, I think a lot of the, well, I'm, I'm thinking of this one particular bride um, and and in reflecting back on the whole situation, it was just about control and she mm. couldn't release control and she couldn't, she couldn't enjoy herself. She couldn't like you know, none of that. Um, and she was up in the wedding suite, which is kind of a loft area. If you imagine that, like looking down onto the venue and somebody did something that she didn't like. So she is just screaming, screaming at her wedding. And I was like, what (laughs) in the world? So I can't even get up those stairs fast enough to say, Hey sister, there is no screaming at weddings. Who are you talking to? Like you are, you know, people yelling at their moms. You want to, you want to get me in a twist, yell at your mom. You know what I mean? Like that is, that is ridiculous. I'm, I am so sorry. And there have been times, um, that this one bridezilla, um, she was downstairs taking pictures and apparently unbeknownst to me or to her, cause I was outside with her, her bridesmaids invited other friends up into the wedding suite. <gasps> so the whole, which is an absolute no, like oh, that is not no. a thing. And if I was there, I would have stopped. I mean, I, I, I didn't see it. So, um, then her guests started arriving and I was like, Hey, let's, let's get up to the wedding suite. I know you don't want anyone to see you, you know, blah, 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 blah. So I'm like carrying her train, getting her upstairs and um, hustling her up there. She opens the door and here are these other people in there. She lost her mind. Oh, she gosh. picked, she had given the girls yetis um, that had, you know, like their names on everything. She picked up two yetis and I mean, smacked the wall to the point where my staff downstairs was like, you okay? What happened? Like, was that a gunshot? You know, everyone was like, you know, crazy. And she started going crazy, screaming at everyone. You've ruined my day. How, you know, like whatever. And finally I said, I said, lower your voice. And I turned around. I was like, everyone out now, like quick, like get out. And I left her in there by herself. And I shut the door and I'm out there saying, okay, what am I going to do here? Like, how am I going to, how are we, we going to get this background? She was screaming at every single one of her bridesmaids. She was cussing at everyone. She screamed at her mother. Oh, she, no. you know, all the things. And she literally just became unhinged. So I went back in there and I was like, do you feel better? And, and at that point, like I'm tiptoeing, but I'm not, I'm not tiptoeing that hard. Because I think you're ridiculous. And also, <laughs> stop it. Who talks to people like that? And I said, do you feel better? 
And she turned around and she's like, I can't believe anything. I said, you know what? I can't believe that either. I am so sorry that happened. And had I not been out, you know, fawning and tending to you, God forbid your dress hit the ground, you know, had I not been doing that, I would have been in here to be able to manage that. Um, And then the groom came up, they had done a first look. So the groom came up and knocked on the door and I opened the door and I was like, I'm going to. I'm just going to stay in here with you because you're about to get it, you know, because he was like the next one to get it. And I had seen her do that to him before during our meetings. And I was like, whoa, sister, like you've got a thing. So I went, so I stayed in there with them. I went back downstairs and her dad, who was the loveliest man ever is like, well, that's my daughter. She, you know, and I was like, oh, this is a thing. Because when I went downstairs, I was waiting in my mind. I kept thinking when I was upstairs, I kept thinking, how am I going to get this back on track? Like, this is crazy. She has just screamed and cussed at everyone and this and that. Like, how are we going to move forward? And I came downstairs and I thought, I thought immediately, oh, this is a thing. This is her thing that she does because none of her friends, no one was even upset. And I was wow. like, how do you even do that? And it was, and she did that a couple times. Um, at the she wedding? wanted, like, do, throughout the night, she wanted oh all of gosh. her bridesmaids and groomsmen of which she had like 12 on each side, which is just ridiculous. But she wanted them all to have a signature drink together and to do a toast with the photographer. Talk about Pinterest. You know what I mean? Like she's trying to orchestrate all these Pinterest moments with the photographer laying on the ground with all of their drinks up in the air. Well, we brought all the drinks around and nobody could find her. So, you know, I told my staff, like this was an orchestrated thing. So we did what we were supposed to do. Nobody could find the bride. Nobody could find the bride. Nobody could find the bride. So she comes out, finally comes out from wherever she she was outside, came back in and I'd been looking for her. And one of her bridesmaids had, she saw one of her bridesmaids taking a sip out of the drink and she went ballistic. <laughs> You've ruined my moment. Oh. You, you know, and I thought, but, but the thing is, is that there were some people that were completely horrified by her behavior. My whole entire, we were just like, get this girl out of here. Um, but her people weren't upset about it. And to me, that was so upsetting. I, like, I was just like, how can you... And I just looked at the groom. I thought, well, you knew, you knew what you married. You know, this, so, is, this Amy, is it. I guess the most important question that I have is, did Allie ever apologize to you for this? Oh, you're <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> she you're did later. Funny. She did later. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, my God. It is horrifying the way some people act. That is, yeah, that is astonishing. That is astonishing. That's and and to think that she's going to go out into the world and probably behave like that again because it's right. And for her now. dad to be like, well, my, that's my daughter. I'm that's like, yeah. no, that's my girl. You, sh- you, you should have, uh, that should have curbed that behavior long ago. It's too yep. late now. Nope. Oh my gosh. All right. Let's start practical here. What's the um, thing you think people don't realize they should be spending a lot of money on that they really should be focusing on. And then the flip side of that, what do you think people focus too much time on that really isn't that important in your opinion? In my opinion, uh, I think it depends on the venue. Um, number one there, you know, sometimes people get married in the moose lodge hall and, you know, you need to put up draping and you need to make it uh, not so 
moose holly, um, <laughs> if you will. Um, we need more moose. <laughs> that's right. Uh, can we cover, can we put a, you know, floral thing around his neck yeah, or something? Any he dead animal on the wall. needs a, a curtain over it. <laughs> <laughs> um, exactly. I think um, you can spend an exorbitant amount of money on florals and decor um, and all sorts of things. And you want people to get that warm feeling. And yes, you want it to be beautiful and, and all the things, but um, the only person that's really paying attention to all of that is the girl who's getting married after them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. When, if you were to sit down at a table and you had um, a lantern with a floral wreath and um, some candles and a table number, charming, elegant, wonderful in their budget. Awesome. And then you sit down and you have a trumpet vase, which is with that really tall vase with this huge thing on top and it's dripping down and, you know, all the things. I mean, you're talking the difference between like a thousand dollars, you know. And so I think that people get carried away with um, a lot of Pinteresty, cutesy baloney, um, like we don't want to have a station where they're filling out um, what they think your baby's name should be. No, you know Wait, we don't. Was that like a thing? That's a thing. Yeah. Oh god! Like they're they have like, like different bottles. And <laughs> they have like five bottles like lined up, and they'll say like, "What do you think we should name our first child? Give us a date night idea." It's coming da, da, tomorrow. Da. Yeah, I mean, you know, like all all of these <laughs> these kinds of things, and I'm like, nobody. You they spend a lot of time and money uh, creating these little stations, if you will, and nobody pays attention to them at all. Nobody cares. Um, it's the same thing with like signing guest books. You know, you, they put a lot of time and energy into guest book and maybe 50% of the people sign it. Maybe, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it just, it just depends on, you know, how things go. But I think that people should focus more on the experience. Um, I think entertainment is really important because that can, that can make or break you. I always say a great band at a wedding is amazing. Mm-hmm. A not great bed, you know, band at a wedding stinks. And there's been times literally where we're in the back saying, make it stop. Please, somebody unplug them. Like, this is, this is so bad. Um, and the same thing with a DJ. Sometimes the, you know, the, the, the DJs that I love and work with the most, they're wedding DJs. A wedding DJ is completely different than a club DJ. Mm -hmm. And if you want that club vibe, you know, they never let them, they never let the song finish. They never, they keep switching in and out there, you know, all the thing. They also talk a lot. It's about them. They want the attention. They want to be out on the dance floor guiding the Cupid shuffle. I hate that. Stand behind your table. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like play, play good music and you're not a guest. Um, so, I, I mean, I think there's, you know, just guiding people in the correct thing and, and also nailing what they want to do. I think entertainment's important. Um, I, people put a lot of emphasis on alcohol. Um, and for some reason, I actually just had this conversation with somebody yesterday. I don't for the life of me understand why people who are older than 21 who have jobs and go to a wedding that has an open bar, they absolutely cannot control themselves. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Turns out I can afford to go buy myself a small bottle of, you know, Woodford bourbon should I want to. But my God, you put it on a bar and you think they'd never, you know, they've never Never seen it before and because it's an open bar it's like i have to i have to completely over imbibe and i have to completely you know be the craziest person here so i think that is kind of an interesting phenomena too and again people put a lot of emphasis on there buying expensive champagne not a not a not a thing don't do that um 
I think bourbon is one thing that people spend a lot of money on and they should if they want that to be showcased um, because people are very into bourbon right now. Like it's exponentially popular. Really? Um, absolutely. Yeah. In weddings. And huh. a lot of people are doing separate bourbon bars. Um, that's oh, like a whole wow. thing. Cigar rollers. Like, you know, it's all about like the experience and having people there. One thing about food, I think that is... Um, important to note i just had somebody who's like oh, i don't know like i'm just going to take out all the hors d'oeuvres and i was like what what <laughs> that's, that's not nope. a thing back no. up hit the brakes yeah and she was like well i mean then we could save like x Allie's out of here no yeah i'm like that's the best part, part isn't it yeah, yeah it's the best part. but i was like okay uh we can't have people drinking for an hour with no food that's not a thing like mm-hmm. we are not doing that do you want to take out the salad course let's talk about that but you are not you know if you want to reduce by one hors d'oeuvre that's fine but i think um in my opinion you don't have to have five-star michelin rated food at a wedding um several people would appreciate that but not everyone because you know they're not foodies you have to have good food you cannot have bad food people talk about bad food you have to have yeah. enough food like yeah. that's you know yeah, what i mean you have to have enough food yeah. um and it has to be good, um, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be the most expensive. Um, but, you know, things like cutting out hors d'oeuvres. I'm like, are you crazy? Like, what in the world are you? Well, especially because there's a big gap between when the wedding finishes and when you eat. Absolutely. Yeah. People Absolutely. have to eat all day, you know. Yeah. All of the yeah. wedding horror stories I've ever heard are about that gap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if people are not fed in between the gap, they get mad. Like, they Actually, get ornery. It's like I the villagers you, and the pitchforks. Yeah, Amy, is there a way we can get rid of that gap because there are some weddings where it's like oh my gosh i mean are you talking about like when there's a wedding at a church and then you don't go to the reception till well, later even, or even when it's so a lot of folks and, and you correct me if i'm wrong about this mm-hmm. but it seems like a lot of weddings i go to and my own wedding was this way you do the the uh ceremony then the couple goes for pictures and the the guests go for hors d'oeuvres or whatever and then after the couple does pictures they then arrive for dinner right Mm -hmm. but that picture part can drag on forever it absolutely can and and And, guests are just sitting there just waiting and waiting right and i think it's also like creating an atmosphere where it doesn't feel like that um pictures can take time also you know every time i say this at every rehearsal something's gonna go wrong tomorrow it does at every wedding um, but you are to come talk to me. You're not to talk to the couple. I'll take care of it. You know, whatever the case may be, but things like, you know, the bride's bustle broke or, you know, something like that, that delays things. But I think, um, it's important with whatever catering company you're working with. Um, and, and this has been a problem some this season, you, you can't bump out all those hors d'oeuvres in the first 15 minutes mm-hmm. because not everyone's there. And not everyone's around and not everyone's paying attention. It's the same thing when you have stationary orders. You know, people either kill that or they completely ignore it. Mm. You know what I mean? So, you have to have food. um, And of course, I'm kind of a different wedding planner because I come from the catering background. So, I'm all into the food. And like Mm. when I'm there, Mm -hmm. I'm in charge of the food too. But I'm like, whoa, ease up. Like take a, you know, take a server off this butlering of the orders right now because we're going to be out soon. And sometimes you walk out and uh, I always laugh. You know, we were walking out of the kitchen and there's like eight football players standing there. I'm like, well, <laughs> there goes that tray. So then they came out, you know, there goes the second tray. And finally, I went back in the kitchen. I was detour, like, go out detour. the back door. Yeah. I was like, go out the back door and go around. And I was like, don't go out that door again. Um, because, hilarious. you know, they're going to kill every tray that you bring out. And then grandma, who's sitting out <laughs> by the stone wall, hasn't it had a morsel. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you have to kind of... Um, And I think also like staying on time is really important because an 
hour to enjoy cocktail and hors d'oeuvres is reasonable. A two hour cocktail hour where you've run out of food and people are already three sheets to the wind stinks. You know what I mean? You, you don't, you don't want to do that. Um, but pe- keeping people, you know, engaged and also not having, um, I think at most of the venues that I work at here around here in, in Loudoun County, um, it's not like the bride and groom just disappear for pictures. Sometimes when you get married in a church or, or um, a hotel or, you know, country club, they just disappear and nobody sees them. Um, on most of these properties, they can still enjoy seeing the bride and groom, mm. you know, you know, taking their photos and stuff like that. Also, a lot of, a lot of times during um, cocktail hours, there's lawn games. Um, I have a property where there's lawn games and there's Clydesdale horses and they can feed the horses and, you know, there's chickens and there's goats and there's like all the things. So, I think cre- also creating... Um, not necessarily, I don't, I don't love to say like activities, but creating things that are interesting to your guests that will keep them um, entertained. And honestly, most people, they just want to, they just want to drink and they just want to chat with their people is basically what they want to do. But it does get to, when it gets too long, it's the same thing with dinner service. When you sit down for dinner service, I just did a walkthrough and I told my couple, so you're going to eat dinner first and then you're going to get up and you're going to be chatting. You know, we call it doing table touches. You're going to go around and say hello to your guests. But when I come near you and I say, hello, is it okay if we sit down for toast? That's my way of saying, sit down. Sit it's been down. too long. <laughs> um, and we need, you know, we need to, to get moving on because the, the worst thing for me is when people start getting up from dinner, I'm like, sit, let's go, let's go. We got, you know, we have to get this done because, um, in my opinion, once you get people seated at dinner, you do all the important things that you want them to pay attention to. Once you let them up to start partying, you never stop the party. Right. You know what I mean? Like do the cake cutting, do this, do all the things. Um, I was at a cousin's wedding and we sat for way too long and the bar was closed, which was horrifying um, during dinner. So we sat for way too long. We get up, we're dancing, we're partying, we're having so much fun. And uh, the DJ says, and now the best man will speak. And I was like, oh no. Nope. Sorry. You lost me. You know, finally my sister's like, sit down. I was like, I'm not listening. I don't care. I, you know what I mean? Like it was just, it was just, but you know, think of like letting, you know, 175 people up and now you're transitioning them back down. Like what a waste of time. Mm-hmm. You just, you know, you just blew it there. I would like to begin with kind of a wide question about weddings right now, because it feels like the wedding industry, probably because of COVID, uh, contracted a whole lot. And then everybody in the, that three-week period that was like the roaring 20s uh, went completely bonkers and started planning everything. And so it's still this mad dash to get married because there was a, I don't know, like six months, nine months a year, you tell me, where people weren't getting married, but now everybody is. What is having a wedding like now? What is planning a wedding like now? Well, <laughs> very interesting question. Um, last year during COVID, we had to pivot. Obviously, none of us had any idea what was happening when we heard the schools were shutting down. We're like, okay, is this going to be two weeks? Of course, my phone didn't stop ringing basically for an entire year. I became quite a counselor um, as well as a shoulder to cry on. And, um, you know, basically just trying to, to figure out how, how things were going. In the beginning, uh, you know, when the governor makes the mandate, that kind of sets the precedent of what's happening. Uh, when he started opening up, we're in Virginia, obviously, but when we started opening up the... Um, the venues again, all of our surrounding areas were opening up much quicker than, than we were here in Northern Virginia. So we lost many weddings to Maryland, uh, and West Virginia and different places that were opening quicker than we are. But wedding planning now during COVID is, is 
just to complete pivot from what we've done in the past. Before you you decide you're getting married, you pick your ve- venue, you pick your vendors, you move towards that date. Well, COVID has created a, a moving target, if you will. So people planned up until we had a, a one, one of the venues that I work at, their daughter was getting married. And the week before the daughter's wedding, the governor shut us down again. Oh my goodness. So all of that is just crazy. And it's just pivot. Some of these weddings talking about, you know, doing weddings now, I have, uh, I'm planning 114 weddings this year. Thank <gasps> you, COVID. Oh, my God. Oh my God. So, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, In a normal year, let's say it's like we put, we go on the Wayback Machine, it's 2019. How many weddings did you plan that year? 2019, I probably planned about 82. Okay. Um, so so that's more. Yikes. A little bit more um, than it, it that's is a, a lot, lot more. I'm very busy. Um, and I have to be at 97 weddings this year where I'm actually present oh. at the weddings. So I have a total, uh, I have no life. Um, and uh, I don't know much math, but I do know there's 52 weeks in a year. Well, because of COVID um, and rescheduling and things, the uh, clients had to take any available dates that the uh, venues had. So I just, in the beginning of September, I just had eight weddings in 10 days. Oh my God. So I had a Thursday, <laughs> Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday wedding on uh, Labor Day. Tuesday, I had a rehearsal dinner. Wednesday, I had a wedding. Thursday, I had a rehearsal dinner. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So um, as you said before, you know, the floodgates have opened and now it's just this, this panic. Um, and actually, I just had a uh, Yesterday, we just had somebody who signed up for November 8th, which is a Monday of this year. And oh I'm like, what, what's going on here? Is this a, you know, why are you pregnant? Are you, you know, what, what's, what's happening here? So um, it's just a little bit crazy this year. And I would say that um, people are a little crazier than normal just because of the unknowns of things that we've just gone through um, for the past year. Some of them have spent that entire last year thinking and planning and replanning. And um, I need it. I'm doing new color scheme now. Now I want a band. You know, now they've, they've just gone completely done a 180. So it's planning a completely new event. Um, other many couples got married last year. Um, I'm also an officiant. Um, so I married lots of my couples last year, which was awesome. And they still got to have their day and we stayed six feet apart and all the followed all the rules. And some of them dropped off and said, forget it. I'm not going to do the big wedding. Um, but many of them planned a bigger wedding this year. So a lot of people are doing just receptions. Wow. So, okay. (laughs) Wow. Um, I, I have heard of a lot of, um, friends and colleagues who are going to Wednesday weddings and, you know, Tuesday weddings, and suddenly it's just like a, you know, a free-for-all. Does the pricing still change? Like, is a Wednesday wedding less expensive than a Saturday wedding? Or is it just now at this point, like, you take what you can get and everybody's, it's all maxed price out? That's a really good question. Um, it, for for the most part, Wednesdays and weekdays are um, less expensive than the weekend days. Um, some people, Mondays are a super popular day to get married because it's right on the, you know, the edge of the weekend. So people are just like staying another day. Hmm. Thursdays are popular. Um, Tuesdays, not so popular. But Last year during COVID, when we were trying to reschedule everyone, um, we had many couples who were saying, well, I paid, you know, X amount of dollars for a Saturday and I want a Saturday for next year. Okay, we, we hear you. We don't have any Saturdays. So do you want a Friday? Do you want a Sunday? Well, we want money back. Well, we can't give you money back. You know, at, th- at that point, a date was a date. So which which one do you want um, was what it came down to. I work for a vineyard and my owners were awesome and handled 
COVID beautifully. And, you know, we really talked individually to each different couple. Tell us what, how are you feeling? Tell us what you want. What do you still want to do? I still had 29 weddings last year. So um, that was still good. Of course, you know, uh, with the governor's mandates, we did open up for a while and then boom, we shut back down. So, um, it's, it's also difficult because us in the events business, were so tuned into those governor, um, press conferences, like, please say something good. <laughs> you just yeah. tell, tell us we can open more. You know, first we, we opened to, t- first it was 10 people. Then we got to 25. And then in our event community, we're all on Facebook together and communicating and saying, well, the next uh, update is going to be this Wednesday. So we're, we're for sure he's going to move to 50 people. He didn't. You know what oh. I mean? So it was so you're talking to these people and you're like, okay, well, if we had 50 people, like who would you invite? What if, and then he, they opened, um, the venue can open for 50 people inside. But if you, if you have outdoor people, it can be a hundred. So I'm like, okay, is that 150? You know what I mean? Like, can we have 50 people inside oh, and 100 outside? Gosh. Or yeah. So it was kind of just navigating um, things that were complete unknowns and and just making the best, you know, educated decision. Um, a lot of people didn't care about COVID. Like, they're just like, forget, we don't care. We're not wearing masks like we're doing it um, last year. And that was also a thing. You know, I had some vendors who are like, I'm sorry, I'm not comfortable and I'm, right. I'm not coming. Um, and even staff members, I have an in-house catering company. So we had to talk to our staff and say, hey, who's in? Who, who can do this? Um, and for me, uh, one difficult part of, of my job as a wedding planner is I can't take a day off. I can't yeah. decide that I'm going to, you know, I, I book these people a year, sometimes two years in advance. So um, I am sick just recently. a good wedding. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I do a backup and I have people who work for me, but but they want me. And that's something that I've gotten to the point where... Do I expand my business further or do I just cut back and, and just have it to, to be just me? And once you connect with people, they want me. They trust mm-hmm. me. They look to me for advice. I'm their friend. I'm the most fun. I'm a party girl. I, I'm funny. I love all the things. Um, but then, you know, when things go sideways, it happens really quickly at weddings. So you want me there to, you, you can't see me right now, but I'm tall in stature and, and a big blonde lady. So when I talk, people listen. And that's what they want. They want that confidence to know that I'm going to take care of whatever's going to happen. So um, that is a difficult part of wedding planning is that I can't just take a day off and I have to kind of plan my schedule. I tell my own family, I'm from a, a big extended family. So, like, hey, if you guys are getting married, you're graduating, you're, you better tell me two years in advance. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because or I'm going to I'm going to book things. Um, and I just sent my last uh, son to college. And it's been it's really hard because I can't go to parents weekend. I have a son who plays mm-hmm. college football. I can't go to those football. You know what I mean? Because I'm booked and I can't just be like, hey, so sorry. I want to go see my son play. Right. Um, so that's been that's a that's that's kind of the life of a wedding planner. Did that put more pressure on you to like f- enforce COVID restrictions? Because if y- you got sick, then you would be out for weeks if you got COVID. Absolutely. I mean, I was very careful um, with myself, but as a planner, it, just in general, I'm not like a hovercopter, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not right around the bride all the time. I'm not right around the people all the time. So you can distance yourself. I did, you know, double mask and I was pretty careful um, as, as much as I could be, you know, I, I mean, I have to be part of their day and I have to be there, but I don't have to be right up on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and our service staff, uh, we certainly learned a lot of things. I think one positive thing that came out of COVID is, hey, we have to pivot and figure this out. So there's some things that we put into place that I'm like, Hey, I love that. I'm never getting rid of that. You know what I mean? Like now we, we had to do this and now I love it. Um, 
still service staff is wearing masks. Um, we have a lot of interesting things going on with COVID right now because we're kind of back into COVID, um, you know, with this Delta variant and, and um, the kids going back to school and everything. So, um, you know, the big question is, are you vaccinated? And mm-hmm. I've had to say to people for my service staff, you can't really ask them that, you know, like that's medical information. We can't, we can't really require that of them. So our rule was if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask if you don't want to, but if you're not vaccinated, you, you have to wear a mask. But then it was creating problems because the guests are like, well, why is he wearing a mask? And she's not what, you know what I mean? Because then, then that freaks Uh, people out. Right. Um, We were doing little, everyone gets their own little cute monogrammed sanitizer on their chair and everyone gets these cute monogrammed masks and all those things. And I just would just came from a walkthrough and the mom was talking about that. And I said, honestly, if you want to put up the cheap disposable mask, because it's going to make you feel good, do it. Nobody's going to take them They're If they're wearing a mask, it's matching their outfit. We all know how that goes now. Um, and if, if they're not, they're not going to be doing that. And like the hand sanitizers, either people have that in their purse already or they don't. So, um, uh, I can vouch for uh, Amy being so busy when we were booking Amy to come on the show. Um, this is this was a while back. She and she was talking about this uh, this period of time. She's like, "I've got an hour in about eleven days." Uh, <laughs> oh then. no! And then we got to that hour, and like, so there was some sort of a wedding emergency, and she's like, "Nope, got to do it a different day." <laughs> <laughs> I know it's crazy, and you and I have to. Um, Actually, we were supposed to do this yesterday and I had to, to text you and say, I'm so sorry. I'm running to the rental company right now with a bride who flew in from out of town who literally is off her rocker. Um, oh, no. So, I had, she was just so overwhelmed and upset. And um, so, we just, you know, I just had to go and, and hold her hand and give her my opinion and tell her everything's going to be okay. And it was fine. But they, that's what I mean about like, they want me. They want me to sure. be there. They wanted me. Um she got the rental order and freaked out. And I was like, why didn't you call me? I can, you know, let, let me talk you, let me talk you off the ledge and, and explain things. And, you know, when you're looking at proposals and things of unfamiliar things like catering company proposals, you know, I'm like, send them to me. I'll explain it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also with new clients, I'm like, Hey, get your catering proposals, send them to me. And I'll point out to you, some caterers, you know, charge more for food, but less for rentals. Some of them flip it. So it's kind of like the switch of eye, if you will, they see like, Oh, they're only charging $35 per plate, but their rentals are exorbitantly expensive. And the the bottom line is it's still coming out the same. And then other catering companies charge more for food, but less for rentals, but they're, they're not able to decipher, you know, what the proposal is saying. So that's kind of my job to help guide them. Um, in the correct direction. And I pride myself of being uh, a wedding planner that I'm here. I want to hear your vision. I want to, I'll look at your Pinterest boards. I'm also going to show you how to save money at every turn. I I didn't realize the value of it because I was trying to pinch pennies before we did our, I didn't realize the value of it until having a person there, like you said, all day long. And like, there isn't something they haven't seen. There isn't a situation they haven't dealt with. And everything was just exponentially smoother because they were there. Right. And I just, I just ran into, um, at one of my weddings this past weekend, we had a burrito truck late night, which is always so much fun for the the drunk people to, uh, burrito (laughs) truck right now at this podcast. Exactly. (laughs) Isn't that great? And I went out and I was like, I want one of each burrito. I want to cut on the bias. I'm going to like, you know, organize it really cute on this tray. And then I kind of danced on the dance floor. I'm like, look what I have, (laughs) you know, (laughs) who wants one? And there was a, some people who definitely had been enjoying the evening, evening drinking. And I'm like, you need this one. Here you go. Eat this. (laughs) Um, 
yeah, so that's, that's, you know, so much fun. But you know, that that's the thing like, you know, hey, if if you have a wedding planner, but I was I was back to my I was talking to this girl at the burrito um, truck, and she was telling me I want to be a wedding planner. I was like, great, tell me about that. Well, I mean, I planned my own wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, and she kept going, you know, on and on and on. And I said, listen, to be honest with you, with you, being a wedding planner and being a wedding coordinator is I'm a project manager. That's what I am. I'm managing all the people. There can only be one person in charge. Um, my staff calls me the queen bee of which I'm getting a tattoo on the back of my neck that has a queen <laughs> bee on there. Um, but there can only be one person that everyone can, that I communicate with everyone and they come to me and my staff, if there's any problem, they come right to me. Like that's Amy's decision. You need to talk to her. So, um, you know, I think the value of having a wedding planner uh, is, is exponentially you know, valuable. And also like, what is their experience? Also, what are they like? You know, I have like these young girls come in and, um, you know, I want to be a wedding planner. It's so fun. I was like, tell me what's so, what, what do you think is so much fun about it? You know, and they think that I go to tastings and taste cake and drink champagne and play with linens and make <laughs> things pretty all day. And that's really not what I do. Um, I can help you with that vision and I can help you how to do it and, uh, you know, refer you to my favorite people in the industry and, and make your, your dreams come true. But really, I'm the logistics person. And yeah, I'm if you just want to drink wine right. all day, you, you go be a college professor. Right. Yeah, wedding. <laughs> you're so full. That's going to be dapple. That's going to be my next job: a college professor, <laughs> wedding planning 101, and I'll sit and drink wine. Come, come taste champagne with me. So, what is when you have um, when you have people come to you? You know, if you could sort of write a letter to you know somebody who's first starting out and they're going to look for a wedding planner, like what are the first things people should be looking for and thinking about? before they even go find somebody like when they're, when they're looking for somebody like Amy, right? Like what should be running through their minds? Um, I think that first of all, they have to understand the value of a wedding coordinator and a wedding planner. Um, a lot of times, you know, people are just contacting, uh, you know, 10 people to find out who has the lowest price. Right. And um, I have had people in the past who've said, we'd really like to work with you, but you're too expensive. And I said, Thank you. I wish you the best day ever. And then I have them come back and say, Oh my God, will you please work with us? Um, so it just depends on, you know, what are people's experience? But I would, I would tell them, you know, if you have an idea of, first of all, you need to have a budget. Um, and an interesting shift in the way that, that weddings have gone from years past is that, you know, before, you know, traditionally the women, the, the, bride's parents would pay for everything and the groom's parents would do the rehearsal dinner. Uh, my husband and I have three boys who are getting to be about that age. And, and my husband is insisting that we're very traditional and that we'll be paying for a rehearsal dinner. <laughs> and I'm like, That's okay. No that, choice in the matter. <laughs> that doesn't really work like that anymore. Um, but I think now uh, a lot of people are getting, either they're getting married very young or they're getting married a lot older than they had in the past. And a lot of these people are very, uh, successful. They're very traveled. They're foodies. They are moneyed. You know, I mean, there, there's a lot of factors in that. So, um, having a budget usually comes from uh, parents are going to contribute this much. The couple is going to contribute this much. The groom's parents is going to contribute this much. So, so you have to know how much is in that that pot, if you will. Um, and one thing that I always guide everyone is, please, let's 
let's form a budget and let's stick to it. Um, it's one day and I've had people take out credit cards and, you know, go into 401ks and like, and I'm just like, whoa, whoa. Um, as a parent myself, I'm no way. It's just, it's just not worth that. I mean, we, we certainly want their memories, but you can do it and have a great time. And all those things that everyone thinks that they have to do because they're on Instagram and they're on Pinterest and they're on Facebook and all of those things. You know, I'm here to tell you, not everyone's doing that. So the biggest piece of advice you've given so far, where there's two pieces, one is know your budget, right? And concretely, but then the other one was knowing the value of a wedding coordinator. And so I want, I want to give some very practical advice to people. How would they ascertain that, right? So I'm sitting here. I've, I haven't met a wedding coordinator at all. How do I know your value, right? Like I know your price. And how, how would I determine who's good and who's not? Uh, well, I think that's a really good question. I know from when... I'm being interviewed by a couple. Um, I don't say this to them, but I'm interviewing them as well. Hmm. Um, because just because you want to hire me doesn't mean that I'm your girl. Uh, we have to be a match for each other. Um, as uh, I'm, I'm much older now and I have a very good uh, feeling for people. Sometimes you can tell in the first email, we're not a match. Um, and also, I'm lucky enough to be in, in the time in my career where I can choose. I don't have to take everyone. Um, and I can charge a higher price. Um, I'm certainly... I'm, I think I'm super reasonable for what I provide to people. Um, but I think you know, how much information did you get from that initial conversation with your wedding coordinator? When I talk to people, I introduce myself, I tell them, I've been doing this for this long. Uh, you know, I've been, I've been a wedding planner for uh, 10 years. I started in catering 18 years ago. I did every job in the catering business. And now that caterer is my in-house caterer. Mm-hmm. So it's a beautiful match of... Um, I run the venue and I'm a wedding coordinator and then these are my people. So that is, that is awesome. And then I take them through a wedding um, and we start from the beginning. Tell me about your officiant. Do you plan to get married on site? You know, all this. And then as I'm going, I'm giving them so many tips. I'm giving them so much information. Um, And then we go through first meeting where you're, you're getting to know them. I think so. And I think, you know, do you like that person? I think when you're chatting with people, you know, if, you know, if you like that person or not, or if they're, you know, going to be a match for you, can you see that? Like, you, you have to work with me for a long time. So I hope that you like me. Um, and, you know, and, and, you know, and also like, I'm, I think that I, uh, the way that I do my initial meeting convinces people immediately. She knows what she's talking about. She knows a lot of people. She's like making the details us, that you're going through like stuff. Yeah, step. absolutely. Um, yeah. And I'm also giving them money saving tips along the way. Right. Hey, do you have big drinkers? Cool. Let's talk about that. Um, you know, here are some ways to um, cut down on your alcohol bill. Um, here, let me give you some suggestions. Yeah, you know, we want a full bar. Okay, well, you don't have to have a full bar like that you would go to a restaurant. You know what I mean? Like, let's have vodka. Let's have, you know, and, and I kind of go through all of those things with them. So I think they feel super confident that I know what I'm doing. I also know a lot of people. So are you somebody who was raised Catholic and um, you're convinced that you're going to have a Catholic priest marry you outside? I love that you think that's going to happen. And you can <laughs> certainly petition the bishop and, and, and any higher being, but that's not going to happen. That's just the rules of the church. So instead of that, okay, uh, I was raised Catholic myself. Um, my mom still can't believe that I can marry people because I'm an officiant because only men in robes can do that according to her. Um, 
But I think that, you know, I'm like, oh, I, I fire Lodi. He's awesome. He, he wears the collar. He mimics, you know, he is part of the, of the Catholic congregation, but he's not a priest. He's a friar. And so then, and I say, oh, or if you like somebody like an older man in the robe, like my mother would like, this guy's awesome. So it's just kind of making suggestions and also like telling them what are the rules? Um, you know, what are the rules of the county? Who can marry you? Who can sign the license? Um, you know, all of that. So I think from the beginning, I think that initial conversation is really important. Um, if it is really hard, I think for couples, for me to, uh, I want to hear how they've met. I want to know what their jobs are. Uh, I want to get to know them. Um, you know, oh, you're from Maryland. I grew up there too. Where'd you go to high school? You know what I mean? Like kind of making all of those connections that you can with people. But I think many wedding planners start with, tell me your vision. And they're like, uh, uh, you know, what, what kind of um, dinner service do you want? What, what kinds are there? You know what I mean? So it's, it's kind of like, that's hard for, for them. Um, I also think for some couples, um, it's very, some parents are super involved. Some parents aren't involved at all. So, um, sometimes I have a 35 year old bride come in and her mom comes in with her. So I'm like, okay, we, I, I got you. I see you, mom. Um, and you, you can tell right away who's paying for this, who has the last say, who, mm-hmm. you know, if, if the bride keeps looking at her mom, I'm like, okay, you're the purse. And also you're making all the final decisions. So I think, um, you know, it's important to, to kind of be able to read people and know people. Um, also, you know, when to push and when to push back. Just building off of what you just said, what are the biggest tension points that you see between either um, a bride and her mom or a bride and the groom or a bride and the other bride? What are, what are you seeing these days as kind of like, oh, this is where a lot of tension occurs? I think, I'll, well, I would say the most tension occurs just about money. Okay. Um, also staying in budget and where to spend that money. What's important to you? Um, I do often ask them to and, and I can tell right away when we're talking through things, if they keep talking about flowers and they keep talking about Pinterest and they keep talking about Instagram, I'm like, okay, it's all about that. If they talk about food a lot, then I know that food is there. You can usually tell right away what is their focus. Then food is, is really important to them. Many people's focus is the bar. And, um, but that can be a, a bone of contention where mom and da- mom and dad are like, no, we don't want liquor served. Um, or I've had plenty of people who the parents don't drink at all, whether it be for religious reasons or, you know, for whatever the reason may be, and they don't want to pay for it. That can be a bone of contention. Um, but I think money is the, is the biggest, um, decision on that. And, and then also, um, sometimes entertainment can be the bone of contention. Really, he wants a rock and band, and she uh, wants a string quartet. You know what I mean, like what, whatever the case may be. But usually, it's you know, and, and when I get down into the nitty gritty with the planning, I'm like, listen, everyone has to win something, okay? So you only want to have beer and wine and signature drinks, and he wants to have a full blown bar, okay? You want to spend a gazillion dollars on flowers, and he doesn't give a rip. So you know what I mean? Can he win on the bar, and then you can cut down your flower budget a little bit? And then they're like, yeah, okay. Um, so, and, and I think that some people come in and for a lot of people, and sometimes it's parents, um, sometimes it's dads, which I think is kind of interesting. They want to put on the show. 
They want everyone to know that they spent a lot of money on this <laughs> and they wow. want, yeah. And it's, it's That's kind actually of, not surprising to me whatsoever. <laughs> I think sometimes I'm like, whoa, okay, dad, you've been sitting over there quiet. And now I'm here, you know, you're hearing all these things like, just want you the know, credit. I, they want the credit and they also want, um, they want the wow. Sometimes it's from where they are from it, from in the country. Um, you know, we're in Virginia, so we're, you know, beautiful status rolling hills and, very important. and status yeah. is important. Mm-hmm. But when people tell me they're from New York or Jersey, I'm like, Ooh, okay. They have different kind of weddings there. So that tells me that we're going to have a different kind of wedding, meaning it's food, 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 food. I mean, so much food. Um, and it's just, uh, they are just bigger weddings, m- more, more, more in every, in every aspect. So if that's what they're looking for, sure, let's do it, but you're going to have to pay for it. Um, I, I do want to get back to the um, Pinterest, Instagram, um, the shift, I think, to social media and the influence of seeing everybody's everything these days, you know, because it feels to me just being, um, you know, I'm older and I've, I've now watched former students who grow up and become you know, grownups and they get engaged and they get married and they have babies. And and so I'm, I'm now watching all of that in real time on social media. And I feel like I'm there for every single part of it, even if I don't get invited to the weddings, um, because I get to see their engagement pictures and then their wedding pictures and then their we're going to have a baby pictures and then their gender reveal pictures and then their baby pictures. And then, you know, they're like first step pictures and then they're, we're going to, you know, he's going to have, yeah, he's going to have a, he's going to have a sibling, you know, like, and so it's all right there. Has that changed how weddings are conceptualized by the bride and the groom or the bride and the bride or the groom and the groom? Hundred percent. Um, I got married I twenty four years ago. Have fun as long as it looks nice, <laughs> right? Um, I got married twenty four years ago, and nobody knows what my flowers look like unless they were there. Um, I laugh that my wedding pictures are in some box somewhere. I don't even have an album. Um, like a drop it just box, wasn't that, like on your it, desktop. No, in you know, like in a box printed out somewhere that oh, probably stuck together. Lawrence is, Lawrence is young; he doesn't know about these <laughs> things. I was, I was married twenty two years, twenty three years ago, so I'm okay. With yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um, you probably had puffy sleeves and a weird headdress at that point. We were wearing my weird things sister back then. had really puffy sleeves. <laughs> we look back on that all the time. We're like, "What are you hiding in those sleeves? Like, there's what a car in the there and absolutely and a mattress." Yeah, but you know, <laughs> when when we got married years ago, nobody knew what it looked like unless they were there. Um, and now everyone knows every little detail about it. Um, one thing I put, I have an information on, uh, a beginning information packet. And I used to teach a class on like DIY weddings, just, just to give them questions to ask vendors. Um, Hey, how, you know, different things just to kind of guide them. But one thing that I think is really interesting, and this has happened over and over again, where we come for our design meeting, And, uh, you know, we're we're playing with linens and chargers and all the fun things. Um, And they show me pictures. This is what I wanted to look at, to Uh, look like. And I'm like, okay, you ready, sister? Um, That's a photo shoot. That's mm -hmm. not even a real wedding. (laughs) And that linen, you know, is $189 times your 20 tables. That charger is $12.95. That, you know, so I think that those types of things that you have to kind of guide them in terms of like, whoa, like I, wow, I love, I love what you just showed me. However, let's price that out. And this is how much it's going to be per table. So 
then they're kind of like, oh, what? You know, but but I want it to look like that. Okay, well, let's use these more inexpensive chargers. And instead of a, listen, I love patterned linens. I love upgraded linens. Like I love all the stuff. However, what when you go to this is what I ask them when when people come to your wedding, what do you want them to feel? How do you want them to feel? Um, and most people are like, I want them to feel comfortable. I want it to be um, welcoming. I want it to be, you know, like they, they say different adjectives. Um, and a lot of people are like, I want people to feel drunk. I want people to be dancing. I want people to be, you know, like doing like, we want to have the party of the century. And that's where Pinterest and all of these things um, come about that it gives them a false sense of what everyone's doing. Because a lot of things on Pinterest maybe real weddings, but they may not be real weddings. Right. Also, you know, I asked the couples, Hey, are you in, are you, I call it the wedding wave where three or more of their friends are getting married in a year because then it becomes a competition. Uh-huh. And I tell them up front, you know, who's going to win the one with the most money. So don't let, don't try to compete with your people. Let's talk about what's different about this venue. What's special about this? Um, let's let's have a cool surprise. Let's have uh, cool late night snacks, you know, with a guy coming out with pretzels on a stick or, mm. I mean, you know, just like something cool that people remember. People often, or champagne is a, is a good example. Do you want to have a champagne toast? Oh, I love champagne. Yes, of course. Okay. Well, I always tell them, buy the least expensive champagne, Prosecco, Cava, pink sparkling bubbly that you like. Because nobody has any idea what we're pouring. Right. I've had people say, can you tie a fuchsia napkin around that bottle of Andre? Sure. But then you're just drawing attention to it. If I just put my hand over the label and you've bought cheap champagne, I could leave that table and come back 10 minutes later and be like, hey, someone's going to win a hundred bucks if you can tell me what kind of champagne I poured. Not one of them. They don't even notice. They have no idea. So, um, just recently, I had a uh, big daddy Warbucks uncle roll in from New York, and he had brought 28 bottles of Dom Perignon. <gasps> well, that's awesome. I carried that bottle around the venue like it was the Lion King's baby. You know what I mean? I was like, look what I have. <laughs> um, but in saying that, nobody appreciates that. Like, they don't, you know what I mean? Like, everyone was like, okay, well... I'm sure that they appreciated it. But in my mind, I'm thinking this young couple really would have appreciated that 3500 bucks that you just spent on that in their checking account oh, rather yeah. than having all these sure. bottles of Dom Perignon because it doesn't really matter who drinks the champagne. Allie, I have a business idea for us. Fake <laughs> wine labels. Oh, yeah. No, that's actually a really good idea. Yeah, I like absolutely. that. Write that yeah. one down. We'll keep the we'll keep going okay. the interview. But as soon as we're done, let's go into business with that. Yeah, Good I idea. think that's great. <laughs> I have a list of the uh, of top t- tw- top twelve wines from Total Wine that are under ten dollars, and I, and oh, I have nice. tasted them all, and they're all awesome. And I tell people, you know, when you talk about alcohol, if you if you're having your wedding at a vineyard, you have to buy their wine. In Virginia, all Virginia wine is expensive. So that's, that's something that they have to, you know, adhere to. But if you're at a venue that is not, you know, connected to a vineyard, I'm like, you can't, you can't buy cheap wine. You can't buy barefoot yeah. wine. You can't buy wine that people, somebody just brought um, Charles Shaw, which is from Trader Ooh, Joe's, which yeah. is like two buck chuck. Yeah. I'm like, Ooh, okay. Yeah. Everyone, uh, everyone sees that as so cheap and that's a miss. But if you buy some, you know, cool bottle for $5, a bottle from, from total wine that you enjoy, 
nobody has any idea what that is and they don't mm-hmm. know how cheap it is. So there, there's kind of like the trick of eye, you know, with that. And, you know, you, if you're making signature drinks and you um, are using bourbon as a base, don't buy super expensive bourbon that you're going to mix with other things, but it, for the bourbon that you're going to have on your bourbon bar, sure. Buy the expensive stuff. Cause that's what people are drinking neat and on the rocks. So, you know, I think it's all Pinterest kind of gives people an idea of, things that aren't really happening. I've had a million people show me this cute little lemonade stand with this market umbrella and everything. I'm like, okay, are you ready? Do you know how much that is? And they're like, what? And I was like, 1800 bucks. It's it's that much to rent the like lemonade stand itself. Then you have to rent the market umbrella. And by the way, you're getting married in September when all the bees are around. So let's nix, let's nix her here, you know, but also I'm like, Hey, then let's, let's do like a welcome, um, champagne lemonade or let's do a you know a welcome drink with that where you can still get your lemonade but all they care about is what it looks like and they don't care what you know what i mean like the result nobody really uses a lemonade stand there's something really interesting that i think uh just points to how organized you are and how useful you are as an as a um as as a planner you said you had a list of like the top 10 wines like Mm -hmm. i'm assuming you have files full of stuff like that right here's the top 10 this here's the top 10 that am i right about that Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, And I also, you know, guide them to their event professional. I just had somebody talk about first dance and the guy like looked at me and he's like, what, what should we dance to? And I was like, I don't know. What kind of music do you like? You know what I mean? Like we kind of, you know, went back and forth and I said, well, I mean, if you want me to rattle off a standard wedding playlist, I got you. Actually, let's hook up my phone. You know what I mean? Um, But also like, okay, what, what song should we walk down the aisle to? Do you know what Canon AD is? Do you know what, you, you know what I mean? You kind of feel like go through all those. So, so you have like the popular things, um, definitely. And sometimes it's just the power of suggestion. Um, do you love uh, Game of Thrones? You do? Great. Well, there's awesome instrumental songs of Game of Thrones songs. And you can do that. Or I had somebody... Um, who got married on May 4th, of course, may the fourth be with you. <laughs> oh, that's and so great. Yeah. They were so Wars. awesome. I just, <laughs> I just wanted her to come in with like, you know, Leia buns on each side oh, of her head. It was so, so cool. Super. Um, but they walked down um, to the, their processional and recessional were all star Wars themed music, but done by classical artists, you know, it was, it was awesome. So there's, it's just the power of suggestion of like, Hey, you can, you know, we don't have to have, you know, the mothership land here, but like, let's make it fun and, and quirky and, and cool and incorporate those things. But I do have tons of lists of things and I, and I know a lot of people, I'm in a lot of networking things, so I can also help guide them to the correct people. Do you see, I'm, I'm a, I'm sort of a big proponent of the idea that whatever foot you put down first is going to guide you in whatever it is you're doing. And so couples that come in and they lead with, you know what, like, what's really important for us is that our families are, you know, all together, like, that's going to kind of guide the wedding, or what's really important is that this is my day, you know, and so that's going to guide the wedding. Um, Do you see that as being the case still? And therefore, do you also with that, and I hate to kind of be a bummer, do you see 
couples come in and you think, ooh, maybe this is not exactly the mitzvah that it's supposed to be. Like, maybe the foot they're putting down is like, uh-oh, maybe you guys might, might want to rethink this. Your theme should be divorce. Yeah. <laughs> That's not my business. Thank you. <laughs> um, I think I think I do agree with you what, what foot you put down first kind of guides things. Um, but I do see that, that people can change change their vision and change their ways for sure. Um, I've also learned um, just a lot about people's personalities. I, my husband and I are not bicker. We don't bicker. We don't go back and forth like that. We're not fighters. That's just not our manner. Um, But I've come to know that some couples, that's just how they communicate. Hmm. Where I'm in the meeting, and I'm like, holy moly, get me out of here. And you, because they, they just keep going at each other, but that's how they communicate. And that's how they um, kind of get their point across to one another. So it doesn't matter if I'm uncomfortable um, or not. But I think that some people start out thinking, I want to have flowers draping from the ceiling. Okay, let's do it. Let me sh- tell you how much that is. Um, and then they're like, well, I don't need that. <laughs> you know, so that you can get people like to, to, to change their ways or, and it's just giving them different suggestions. I mean, I've done, you know, thousands of weddings. So let me tell you what is super cool. And w- let me tell you where you should spend your money. And let me tell you where you shouldn't. But if you really want to spend your some money someplace that I don't think you should, that's up to you. You do it. You know what I mean? And I don't, I, I kind of, um, my crew always laughs at me because I, I have an office uh, in the, in the wedding suite is where I meet people. And they always laugh when they hear me say, oh, okay, tell me about that. <laughs> so when I, when I say that, That's they're like, heart. oh, that means uh, I'm going to let you say what you're going to say. And then I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you some alternate suggestions. And they're like, oh, no, no, that's not what that means. That means no, <laughs> you're not doing that. Um, but I think it's more just like letting people, you know, tell you what they want. And, and some people, they don't know what they want. And that, that can be difficult too. Um, I just recently had somebody who hired me for full planning and she was like, I, this is so out of my wheelhouse. I am not creative. I can barely dress myself. Am I matching right now? I mean, she just, it just wasn't her jam. And I was like, great. Okay. Um, she's like, can you plan it all for me? Sure. Uh, and then I was like, okay, well, can like, what colors do you like? What flowers do you, you know, I mean, she literally was just like, and I was like, all right, uh, what's the budget? Like, let's do it. And it was, it was a, such a fun experience for her because we went to the florist together and I said, this is what I think we're looking for and everything. But she got to have, she got to put in her opinion, even though she didn't really want to have an opinion. She was scared of her opinion. Um, but you know, sometimes you just have to hold their hand and, and figure, help them figure out what they want. There is something about thinking through everybody else and not just yourself when you're planning this, right? Because, I mean, and again, I got married, you know, 20 something years ago in Georgetown at um, a church. And then the wedding venue was a block and a half away. So we knew that people would walk mm-hmm. from the church down to from Holy Trinity to the car barn. And outside was going to be cocktails and hors d'oeuvres. And we knew that we were going to be up at the church for pictures, but we would be down there. And so you know, we were just on it. We were like, okay, people are going to be waiting for us. And I was, I just kept thinking like, nope, this is not just about us. Like we are not, this is not, we are not taking our time. Like, let's go people, let's get moving. Like, you know, and then inside for dinner. And luckily our caterer was, um, 
um, very partially military, uh, as it turned out, which um, is, you know, its own sort of thing. Uh, so they were on it, too. They were like, oh, good. OK, you guys are with it. Like, normally we've got to drag people, you know, there. But they were like, you were front and center. You know, you were ready to go. And I was like, yes, we are. Uh, because there were 175 people, you know, who were looking to us like, OK, can we eat now? I'm like, yeah, let's go eat now. Like, we know what is happening. Um but I think that that's so important as people are planning, you know, the big, the quote unquote, biggest day of their life, which, of course, it's one of them, but maybe not the biggest day of their life. It's, it's up there uh, to know that there are 175 other people and they also have things going on and have stomachs that are rumbling and have needs that need to be met and have um, medicine that needs to be taken and et cetera, et cetera, and so forth. Uh, so as the bride and the groom come to you and say, boy, these are things that are incredibly important to us. Do you ever stop and say like, okay, and what about your guests? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think, um, I think that's part of that is part of my job is to kind of let me bring you back down to earth. And let's look at this event as a whole. Um, and, and take you from beginning to end and, and be mindful of timing. I am very, I, you know, people are like, have you been in the military? I was like, no, I was a teacher before, but, um, but <laughs> I am very, thing. yeah, I try very, very <laughs> hard to stay. Yeah. I try very hard to stay, um, on time and also just communicate with everyone. Sometimes mm-hmm. things happen that are out of my control, which is totally fine. Um, but a, if you let photographer, not all, but if you let photographers just have an, a, like an unlimited time, they're going to take it. Right. They're in these beautiful places, especially if they have a beautiful couple. They want these p- images for their website. You know what I mean? Like uh, then it gets like out of control. So my job is to be very charming and say, hi, how much time do you think you're going to need? <laughs> okay. You know, like, and then I just keep making myself seen. Oh, just bringing them water. Mm, here's, here's a snack mm-hmm. for you, photographer. You know what I mean? Like keeping people on time. And one thing I do tell um, people all the time, just in the beginning, like in our initial meeting, um, every five and 10 minutes that you eat up, whether it's, you know, bride, you went to the bathroom and there's three of your girlfriends in there and you're chatting all, all, all of that, those five and 10 minutes result in less party time. Mm-hmm. So if you, you know, if you, it, it, it depends on what kind of event they want. Some people just want a dinner party. Other people want, you know, a concert and, you know, to be dancing all night. So you kind of have to be mindful of that. And, and I think that staying on time is super important. Also, um, you're dealing with people from of all different ages. So grandparents don't want to stay until 11 p.m. They want to be on the road at eight. So, you know, I think that it is important that, you know, and, you know, grandparents won't leave before the cake is cut, you know, like just being aware of all of those kind of social norms and also being aware of what their family traditions are and what their cultural tradition, you know, traditions are and, and things like that. Mm. It is not, I have people all the time. We just want dinner to be 20 minutes. Uh, right when that, you know, they can be doing speeches while you're serving dinner. Absolutely not. When, when you are doing speeches, we are in the back with the door shut, like, at, you know, no way. Um, so some people just go the other way. And if that's the case, I'm like, well, let's consider not having a sit down dinner. Right. Let's have stations. Let's have, you know, let's do a, a cool sort of progressive hors d'oeuvre situation. Yeah. You know, something like that. If that's what's important to you, let me know and I'll, and I'll make it work and I'll figure it out. 
Um, and that's part of the fun of my job as I love all of those kind of complex things like, sure, tell me, I can figure it out. We can do it. We could, you know, um, and I often say yes before I even really think about it. Um, you know, like, sure. Yeah, cool. Let's do this. How about this? You know, like all that kind of stuff, because that's my ADD brain at work. Um, and also the creativity coming through, but I think you have to, you know, do you want to, do you want a traditional wedding? This is what's traditional. I'm going to go through it. You're going to say yes or no. And a lot of these couples don't want anything traditional anymore. They don't want to do a first dance. They don't want to dance with their parents. They don't want to cut a cake. You know, they don't want to do any of that. And that's fine. What are the traditions that that have lasted? I would say um, one of the traditions that has lasted, I think, you know, the most is that a parent giving the bride or brides away. I think that that has been um, a thing. I've had couple a uh, couple people this season who've walked themselves down the aisle with no parents. Uh, their parents are there, and but that's their choice. And sometimes I delve deeper into that. And sometimes I know not to, you know what I mean? You can kind of tell about like seating and, and things like that. Um, just recently, we had one who was going to, they had a daughter together. And so the daughter and the bride were going to walk down the aisle. And I was like, you know, what would be cute is if the groom walked halfway down the aisle and then escorted them both up. And it was awesome. Oh, you know what so I mean? So I think that, um, you know, I think escorting the bride has, is a tradition that has lasted. Cake cutting is so much less of a thing than it ever has been in the past. Um, when hmm. Cake Boss came out, you know, I, I would be like, hello, look at my $3,000 cake over here. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that is 10 tiers and, uh, you know, covered with fondant and tastes terrible. But like, here we go, you know, over here. Now people are doing like a little tiny photo op cake. Like here's a little two-tiered cake. Um that they cut for the tradition of it. Um, and then they'll serve sheet cake from the back or they'll have a dessert bar, oh. or, you know, something like that. And, you know, talking about saving money, um, just to give a tip to, tip to your listeners, uh, Wegmans is awesome. You can go get an eight inch cake from Wegmans and then a little personal cake. You stack them together. It's the cutest photo op cake and it's 30 bucks and it mm -hmm. tastes good. Wow. Um, so like, that's what, <laughs> yeah, that's what, no, you know, a lot of my people do like put a little topper on it, couple flowers, adorable. It's fine. So I think cake cutting is the one thing that hasn't lasted, hmm. um, very long dancing with parents. Um, it's really definitely a personal thing. Um, I would say most people are still doing that. Um, but in the age of many split families, um, sometimes they're doing a, kind of half twirl dance with their dad and then they're coming over to their stepfather and then they're, you know what I mean? They're kind of, you yeah. know, changing things around. If they have children, I think it's awesome if they do a, a kid's dance, which I think is really fun. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. I mean, most people, I mean, you know, things about traditions like exchanging rings, all that, like that, those are still really in place. Mm -hmm. um, toasts, uh, you know, some of these toasts are roasts, you know what I mean? So they're, they're, some of them aren't great. Um, so I think that the toasting and saying, you know, some words, not everyone's doing that anymore. All right, Amy, a few uh, rapid questions here. Best venues are? Barn venues. Barn. Yes. Best DJs are? Wedding DJs who know how to stay behind their table, but can still play the good tunes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go on the floor. Uh, one flower tip that, to keep in mind. Let your florist guide you in the type of flower. Talk about colors, but also go with seasonal flowers. One tip about planning your guest list. Only invite the best people. 
What if there are no best people? <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're all best people. Find, find the best people. Only invite the people who are really near and dear to your heart and you will be friends with five years from now. Mm, that's good. First tip that comes to your mind when you hear the word etiquette. Please and thank you. Bridesmaids and groomsmen. How many and anything else we should be thinking about? I like four on each side. Uh, I think any more than six gets ridiculous unless you're one of 10 kids. Right. Um, and I think also, you know, again, your, your nearest and dearest people should be in there. Um, and it's okay to have uneven numbers on, on either side. One thing to say to brides and grooms on the day of their wedding. Take a moment, take it in, enjoy it. I think that's a great place for us to to stop here. What do you think, Allie? I think that's perfect. Amy, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's been fun to talk about it. And uh, sorry about the technical issues getting me on here, but, <laughs> but I hope it was good. And, and I had a great time. So thank you for having me. Oh, it was super. All right. Well, next up, we're going to talk to Ann Fortin, who actually owns a wedding venue in the state of Virginia. So we'll talk to her coming up next. Ann Fortin, welcome to the show. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. I have wanted to do a wedding episode for so long because weddings are for everybody who gets to get married and gets to attend the wedding. Weddings are the most fun things in the world. And I bet that as the person who is coordinating the wedding and organizing the wedding and throwing the wedding, it's an awful lot of work. So Allie we, just wants to go and drink some wine. I really do. And dance and dance. Because when you've, when you've had a lot of wine, you're a great dancer. At least I know I am. According um, to you. Yeah. And so, Anne, can you tell us about the ins and outs of event planning, of wedding planning, um, how you do weddings at your vineyard. Can you tell us about your job? And then we'll start peppering you with questions about brides and grooms and mothers of the bride and all of okay. the fun stuff. <laughs> well, ab absolutely. I, um, I actually am, I own and operate um, what we call the Heartstone Barn at Calero Vineyard. And I am basically the venue manager. So I am the person that's there to help all the other people that you've hired to do their job get their job done. The caterers, the flor florist, the photographer, the DJ, any other, there's a lot of videography now going on um, and help them do, do their job and assist um, in any way that I can. And that sounds like a lot of, so you're dealing with a lot of personalities and you're dealing probably with some anxious brides and well, maybe yeah. some, um, anxious parents. I, f I feel like um, mother-in-laws or mothers are often the most um, nervous. That <laughs> more than more than brides, at least in my my experience, um, because typically a, the bride also has will have an event planner that's managing her day, and mm. and th that person probably sees more of what that that um, anxiety than mm. I necessarily would because they're working more closely with with her and managing all those managing all those pieces but um for the most part I've just seen it mother mothers are the ones that worry more than the brides brides are usually too busy and being told what to do <laughs> until until the dancing starts 
well, okay. I know we're, I know we're, we're sweeping, we're, we're sweeping with a big broad brush here in a lot of generalizations. What are the dads doing as, as all of this is going on? Dads are usually <laughs> drinking well, dad, in a corner. No, no. I just think that <laughs> they tend to be quieter and just, um, and, and not what I think about is the moms are always the ones that are worried about for the most part what's going on with the catering, et cetera. And I think dads are always pretty stoic and are Mm. um, walking down the aisle and, and generally have, have a toast to do, but, but don't feel so responsible about how the event is going or, or I also think perhaps they don't have as much opinion about what could be going wrong. (laughs) (laughs) They don't know what, what to be worried about. Um, it's, It's just my general opinion. Usually they're quiet and stoic. So tell us, so tell us about your vineyard. Tell us about um, like what it offers a couple if they if they choose to hold their wedding there. Well, um, Claro Vineyard is a um, 130 acre property with 20 acres under vine. Um, we renovated a barn on the property, and we call it Heartstone Barn because my girls, my twin daughters, found a. Um, a heart-shaped stone on the property. And so, hence the name Heartstone oh. Barn. The barn oh. the barn has a cornerstone of 1834. We think it's one of the few barns that have sur- survived the um, Civil War burning raids in Loudoun County. We don't know that for a fact. Um, but that said, all the stonework is um, original, and then half of the barn has its original beams, and then basically it's a brand new build. So now we have climate control um, bathrooms, um, running water, and plenty of outlets. So we're we're a, we're a very rustic yet elegant venue, um, and we offer um, that you can have the property is entirely yours for the day. So it's you're, there. We're not. I operate a private tasting room, but it's only for events. So you're not. It's it's your venue for the day. Um, we've got beautiful mountain views and beautiful views of the vineyard. Um, and we also offer tables and chairs now. Oh, included cool. in, included in our price. Oh, very nice. And we have delicious wine to serve your guests. <laughs> so, when a bride and arguably um, a groom or another bride come to your facilities and say we want a tour, you know, we're thinking of of selecting um, your vineyard for our for our event. What are the what are the big things that they're talking about these days? Because I would have looked at, you know, I got married a zillion years ago, but, you know, I was interested in kind of like where the table is going to be, where's the dance floor going to be. And then that's where I stopped and thought, okay, well, I've got it. And somebody who was much smarter than I was would say, okay, no, where's the kitchen? And then (laughs) where are the photographers going to be? Like where, you know, there were a lot more to it. Um, So yes, exactly. Like I didn't, I didn't (laughs) think about these things. Um, What are, what are those crazy kids interested in these days? What are are the the Gen Xers thinking about? Hey, hey, hey. Well, you know what? I think, I think in a large part, a lot of them are paying for their wedding themselves. So mm-hmm. budget budget is really important to them. And mm-hmm. that's, and I, and I, and one of my things is I tell, tell, um, I'm expensive, but probably the most, the most money you're going to spend is on your caterer. And that's mm-hmm. how many, right. how many guests you invite, et cetera. And, and, and I always tell people, particularly if they're 
being very budget conscious uh, is is to reach out to caterers and get a ballpark for what that's going to cost you too for your guests because um, that 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 becomes um, that becomes a big part of your budget. Doesn't mean you can't spend twenty thousand dollars on a photographer or you know. $15,000 on flowers, but you have to feed people. And so, <laughs> um, are you fine? You said people are paying for it. Are you, so you're saying like you're noticing more people now paying for it for them by themselves. I'm surprised at how many are actually there. It doesn't mean that a lot of moms don't still write me a check, Sure, but, um, and then the, but then it's more the mom, the moms are asking those questions. Like how much is this going to cost you? <laughs> um, so, and I, I would say it's probably, f- maybe it's 50, 50, but, um, and rustic seems to be in, that seems to be rustic the, seems so in there yeah. are a lot of barns around here that now are wedding venues. There too. Is, I've, I've got a lot of competition there's some beautiful, beautiful, beautiful properties. Um, and yes, and I let's knock on wood though, because I can't be anything else, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but a renovated barn. So, uh, you know, if, if that, becomes out of style um which i hope it i hope it doesn't um i'll be out of luck well you mentioned the competition uh i actually uh was put into contact with ann because my sister is a, a hairstylist in loudon county and she said and she works in percival and she said something like 40 or 50 wedding venues are within like driving distance of <gasps> is that true yes oh, wow goodness and and new places open up all the time so um, wow. Why are so many people getting married in Percival? <laughs> <laughs> because because we have beautiful mountain views and it it's and you know what and pe- people people like people want to get married out in the country, you know. I, I would say I would say at least half of half of my couples are from Arlington or Washington DC. Um wow. and it's just a completely different experience and people love the vineyards out here. It's, it's, um, it's popular because it's beautiful yeah. and fun and there's no, there's little traffic. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to sound old and I'm going to sound snarky and there's nothing I could do about being <laughs> old. And I'm not, tr- I'm really not trying to be snarky. I feel like Instagram plays such a big role now. Um, is, is, does that, have something to do with it because it's everything feels very sort of cultivated for the gram and like having it be this very picture perfect like you may not necessarily have to hire a professional photographer because you're going to have all your friends taking your beautiful pictures out in this gorgeous vineyard and you're going to look so pretty and it'll all be out on social media and et cetera, et cetera. Is, is that true? That's the I, vibe I've gotten from student weddings. Of I, 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 I mean, I think so. And then I think on the other hand too, there's, um, I would say, and this is less, um, less me, but more, I would think almost, um, event planner territory, but, um, Pinterest, People oh, always sending, sure. oh, they're like, oh my gosh, I want this. And um, it's like, that's a wonderful idea, but that costs $20 million. <laughs> and so, I hope you're rich. <laughs> so, so I, I think there's, there could be a lot of that, 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 that goes on as well. But, but you find too, is a lot, a lot of times at weddings, they have a, a sign that, you know, has, they have their special hashtag for their wedding. <gasps> 
so that people people post and they post with that hashtag and really so, yes i think that's 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 probably happens i don't know one out of five someone lawrence did you have a hashtag for your wedding I, I that that sounds familiar if it was mine but somebody <laughs> oh else's. my but, gosh Anne, I'm a- you gotta tell me you gotta tell me this is sounds funny to me because me and my wife when we were looking we were ring shopping Right. We went in and she's like, let's not worry about cost right now. Let's just design the ring that I really like. And literally it was like $24,000, which is not the ring that we bought. Um, (laughs) But uh, can you, can you give me an example of somebody who like, Hey, was like, Hey, here's a Pinterest idea, like what the idea was. And then like the sticker shock when you told them how much that would cost. I think, I think a lot of times it's, um, it's flowers. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. flowers, I mean, Flowers and then also, um, like I provide rentals, but sometimes people like to, um, like I have some farm tables, but not all my farm, all my tables are farm tables. And some people like farm tables and then fancier chairs than I have. Mm. Um, and then when they see how much that's going to cost them, they, they're like, okay, no, we're not going to pay $5 a chair or $8, $8 a chair for those sort of things add up. Quickly, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Yeah, just remember, take all those costs and multiply it by the number of guests. <laughs> right. I think I, th- I think that the, the biggest sticker shock for most people is actually catering, though. I mean, just if they haven't had any experience at all, they just are like, how can it cost that much? And it's part, part of that is because catering involves people, rentals, and and food. So people, you know. And this used to be the case. I feel like it's less the case now because so many people are, are doing the all-in-one um, venues where right. everything is there. But in the past, if you had to rent like a tent, it was like, you know, five ten thousand $10,000. Right. But now it's, I think most places like own their own and yeah. Right. Yeah. I have, I have a question. I, I know that um, there was a, a super cute ad um, for like investing or something like that um, about, 20 years ago, right? I think right around the time that our daughters were born. Because I remember watching it thinking, oh my gosh, this is, you know, our daughters are being born and it's an ad about a daughter being born. And the father says, you know, oh my gosh, my daughter is born. And look, she's just a lovely little bundle of joy and she's going to need braces and then she's going to need college and then a big expensive wedding and the baby turns around and says with ice sculptures and the father faints and i remember thinking oh my god oh my god i should have had an ice sculpture at my wedding and that was my thought um we don't have ice sculptures at weddings and i don't think we did at the time but i remember thinking was that a thing um so maybe it was just a joke and maybe it was dated but can you think of you know back in the like 50s and 60s everybody would get a little package of jordan almonds at a wedding can you think of something that used to be a thing and maybe it was ice sculptures maybe it was jordan almonds that now nope we don't do that anymore and maybe a mother of the bride or even a grandmother of the bride is walking in going hi where do you keep the jordan almonds or where is the ice sculpture of the dolphins so that we could have it at this wedding something that's old but demanded no i think i think i think what i think is um most unusual is that they've done away with so many of the sort of traditions like tossing the bouquet and that whole Mm -hmm. like when i see someone that does the whole garter thing i mean that's like once a year um, yeah that feels very me too these days i don't know 
Um, so I think, I think that it's, there's less, there's less of those sort of, I guess, old fashioned traditions now. Interesting. Is that, Interesting. I think that's what um, strikes me the most because I really find with the, the, um, like the party favors, when you, when you say that is, that is so now unique and mm-hmm. typically different. You know, I've seen everything from flower seeds to little baby plants to, this one bride, she made all she made um, she made all her own pottery. Um, oh my for, god! For the tables, and then she gave away. They were little. They were little matches, a little match, a little bowl to hold actual matches. Wow! They were like match made in heaven. Um, wow. So it was just it was really cute. But that's I would I think um, that sort of thing is just so unique and interesting. I think each time to see what people do. It feels labor intensive. The yeah. movie Bridesmaids, they gave away puppies. So. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> That's, you, don't, you don't remember that movie, Allie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to watch Bridesmaids again. That's been a while. <laughs> That's right. That's, I forgot. You remember Megan McCarthy goes home with like seven puppies. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember now. I forgot that part. I love that movie. <laughs> so, so, Anne, when, uh, when, a, when a couple first decides to get married and uh, they're thinking about a venue, obviously, once they get to you, you, you know, you're an expert on this kind of stuff. You can help them and walk them through it. But before they're even deciding on a venue, what types of things should a couple be thinking about? Well, gosh, their budget, um, yeah. where they want the location, mm-hmm. where people are coming, where people are coming from too. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I'm, I'm, my venue is, um, I'm eight miles from West Virginia and eight miles to, um, Maryland and and I'm but I'm in Virginia and so I always find it's 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 um where people stay has very much to do with what where they're from right <laughs> so mm-hmm. um it's cuz it's funny when I tell people you know what the closest hotels are really in West Virginia people are like oh my gosh but you know we're from Virginia um we want to yeah. stay in Virginia so that um cuz I think people really have a I think most people really do have an idea of what kind of wedding where they want to get married in general, like, do they want to be in a fancy hotel? Mm-hmm. Do they want to be in a vineyard? Do they want to be in a barn um, or a fancy house? I think pe- people people generally know what they want, and then there's a lot of competition in all of that. Um, there's a lot of venues out here. I imagine that because of COVID. Your summer must have been just hopping. I mean, were you just crazy busy with um, a lot of bookings and brides who? What was what was funny was actually most of my, and these are people that had probably are a lot of them had already moved once. Um, I had a lot of summer people move their weddings to later because oh. they were worried, and it just it turned out they would have been in much better shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If they'd kept their June dates. But what did happen is I had um I had 10 weddings in May that I hadn't planned for because of COVID. Oh wow. Um and I said I don't want your money <laughs> until until we know you can hold them. So my May my May was really busy, but my summers was pretty slow, but now I'm getting ready. I'm hitting the every Friday, Saturday, Sunday season. Oh, wow. November, which is great, but I'm a little out of practice. I'm finding the like the last three weddings I went to were were winter weddings, 
are you finding that increasingly the season's shifting for when people want to hold their wedding? It seems odd. Not, no, and, and but my venue's probably not the most winter-friendly venue. If you're, it was in a get, barn. It was very drafty. Was it okay? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm climate controlled, so it wouldn't be drafty at my barn. But <laughs> but I think a lot of the appeal to my venue is that that I have beautiful views and people like to get married outside. Yeah. Um, and doing doing it all inside is is sort of tougher because I'm I'm more set up for a reception right. inside, not not a ceremony. But so I've done I've done quite a few weddings in December in particular, but um they generally get married at a church and then have their their ceremony here. But I, I just wondered, and I don't know this for a fact, but I just wonder if it was because of what you said earlier about people paying for their own weddings if they were trying to avoid the the season where it's most expensive, you know. Uh, you know what? Yes, but I also who wants to get married in January? It was but. cold. My my <laughs> feet. When you're wearing, you know, you're not wearing um, boots with like liner. You're wearing right. wedding shoes. I mean, just my feet were. Fr- I felt like they were being amputated. <laughs> oh so gosh. Cold. <laughs> well, there are there are companies that actually provide temp climate control for for drafty barns in case in case that ever comes up again and that is Anne. if you want if you want a climate controlled barn go to Anne. yes or <laughs> or hire a, there's a company called Airpack, and they'll keep they'll they, they can make your drafty barn cold or hot ah, okay gotcha when you are working with a with a couple what what do you love about a couple like what what are the who are the best couples to work with what what do they what qualities do they have that make it easiest for you money besides <laughs> no, money no but just i mean i think no. tricky i i think in general what um you, you just you want one you want people to respect you but you you just want people that 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 you enjoy that you get along with um that you can help and i i'm actually um I had a I had a um, couple that um, actually were so friendly, but they they actually invited me to their um, after rehearsal. They said, "Come, come, come have their." They had a rehearsal brunch. They um, had <laughs> they invited me to brunch, and then um, I really felt like I was part of their wedding. Um, and then I'm actually gonna I've, I'm actually gonna meet them tomorrow night for dinner because I just really enjoyed their company. So those those are Aww. those 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 are. Those are the neat things, but for the most part, I think um, I just want you to treat me with kindness and all your other vendors with kindness, um, and and realize that everyone has your best interests in heart. And I just I think most people are that way. Yeah. Um, and I, but I also feel very fortunate, and I don't you know I hope I hope this trend continues. I just I have I have um, I just have nice people that choose Calero. So, as people get to the vineyard, as the guests arrive at the vineyard, um, and, you know, they park, and they walk up, and they're holding gifts, and some aren't, and they come and they sit down, and they're looking around, and you hear the opening strains of Here Comes the Bride, (laughs) and everything is looking great. What goes wrong? (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) You're probably going to want to cut cut this, but um, the thing that's most hectic for me as the venue owner is if someone backs up the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> that is frankly my biggest fear, and and 
and you laugh, but that is really my biggest fear because that sometimes happens. And, I have so many and, jokes. Yeah, I know. That's I, I hate to make it bathroom humor. That's what I'm most afraid of. I mean, I guess. That would be really crappy if that happened. It, it, yeah. no, I, <laughs> it's, stuff happens, but that's, you know, that's, that's part of being a venue owner. Um, I've had people that they, the mother-in-law forgot the bouquets and no one oh. realized it till the music started. And now are you looking, are you looking out at the vineyard and you're wondering when my daughters get married, it, well, it's going to be here and it's going to be lovely. And I know that we're going to have a cellist and we're <laughs> also going to have flowers no, it's, and it's, the toilet's not going to back up. Well, the toilet will always back up. I've just decided. That that's, <laughs> that's the slogan. That's the sign out front. No, I mean, not, not that it does every time, but I, it's, it was, I, I guess, uh, for what it's worth, the first, the first event we ever had was that it was actually a fundraiser for um, my daughter's daughters did ballet and it was, a, you know, a fundraiser for the Nutcracker, et cetera. But we were like so excited. It was the first event ever. And it turns out the plumber had had um, not put, not linked up the the toilets to the septic. It had it went to the wrong pipe. Seems kind of important. Yes. Oh no! So so the the bathrooms backed up. Oh. So so that was my first event, and that's I think why I have. That was a your first event of, ever. First event ever. Well, thankfully it wasn't a. Thankfully it wasn't a wedding. It was a fundraiser, and and we had a porta potty there. But that well, said, like really that's stung. why that's why I have all this ba- bathroom anxiety. You know, and someone someone I think once put a diaper down a toilet. Oh, oh, that's easy enough to find though. Who here's got a baby? (laughs) Who here has a baby? That's yeah. Yep, you line up all the babies and you just just smell. Kind of made that one quiet, but anyway, anyway. As you enough uh, enough enough of that talk. As you um, as you as you send your daughters off to college and they move out of the house, and obviously they'll probably be back at some point, at least in the summer, but. Uh, as you move into that stage in your life, do you think about being a mother of the bride someday yourself? Gosh, no, not yet. Cause I'm not there. <laughs> I'm not there yet. <laughs> I, I'm with you, sister. That's <laughs> Lawrence keeps asking me about my 19 year old's boyfriend. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't know. Too young, well, too I, young. Yeah. We got a decade. Sort of, that's, buddy. Sort of, that's sort of where I am. I, I, yeah. I want them to wait another 10 years. Thank you. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, at least they know they have uh, an experienced person in the family when they do decide to, to help walk. My, my guess is like, I don't know if they would get married at Calero. Do you know what I mean? You Where do you, think, you, so you, you know your daughters pretty well. Where would they go? Well, I know one wants, she can't wait to get to California, but um, uh, so, so we'll see. I may have to move if, 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 if they move to California, but no. I'm hoping, I'm hoping they'll stay local. Oh, I, told, be- I told my daughters they can go as far as they want in our neighborhood. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. What is the, uh, what are the common observations you have when you're not working a wedding, when you're just attending a wedding? Like as somebody who's like, you know, like when I'm, if you're, if you're a part of an industry, you see things differently, right? Than somebody who's seeing yes. it for the first time. So what are some things that you see like, oh, they're doing that wrong or, or, oh, I like the way they're doing that. Like what's a common observation you have? 
but I did actually be, before I've only been in the business for four years, but I did, I did um, follow some wedding planners around to, to like figure out what I was doing. And I did some catering too, just to figure out like what, what makes, what makes things work. And I'm just, I mean, for, for me, it's, it's really all about like just sort of the level of service. Like I can't, mm-hmm. st- I can't stand it when I see a plate that needs to be cleared. Like, like <laughs> that makes me cringe. Right. So, um, or that people, people, you know, people are waiting to be served. I think that might just be my, my own thing just cause I was in the industry for so long too, though. Well, that must be nice to go to your venue then. I'm assuming service at your venue is pretty good. Well, I hope so. Yes. <laughs> and if not, I don't mind clearing dishes, but that's, <laughs> that's, you drive that's, guests home, that's right. right? You know, that's, that's right. Ann Fortin, thank you so much for joining the show today. It was a pleasure. Oh, this was so much fun. Thank you. I, I want you to come back and tell us more about weddings and more about vineyards and more about brides. I want more uh, bride stuff. It just okay. is so it's happy. That's, and that is absolutely. Bad behavior. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us on this episode of the Utterly Moderate Podcast. Before we go, we want to remind you to visit our website utterlymoderatenetwork.com There you can find all of our podcast episodes and their companion resources our guide to reliable news outlets the contact page where you can suggest topics for future shows and more That's utterlymoderatenetwork.com Thanks again for listening We hope you'll join us on our next episode and until then we'll play you out with friends of the show The Riders in the Sky Happy Trails to Until we meet again Happy trails to you Keep smiling until then Who cares about the clouds when we're together Just sing a song and bring the sunny weather Happy trails to you Till we meet again trails to you until we meet again happy trails to you keep smiling until then who cares about the clouds when we're together just sing the song and bring the sunny weather happy trails to you Goodbye, good luck, and may the good Lord take a liking to you.